Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of You're the Best Podcast. My name is Gina, and I'm the host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, it has been absolutely disgusting in Connecticut <laughs> this week. It has been very hot, 102 one day, humid. I've been cranky and <laughs> tired, but today we got a lot of rain, and it already is feeling better. So thank you, rain. <laughs> My um, guest tonight is someone who is just a great person. Um, she's a nurse, and she's going to be talking to us about what it was like being a nurse through COVID. Um, so welcome, Michelle. Thank you. <laughs> I hope your week hasn't been as miserable as mine, which is the way my body has felt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the weather is so crummy. Ugh. So it's just I think we're we're New Englanders. We're used to just very labile weather. It's just, Seriously. We just go with it. I mean, it's fine. It's horrible. Most people are just like, oh, I'm just really cold or I'm just really hot all year. Mm-hmm. We're like, we don't really know. Yeah. We, we bring jackets in the summertime because we don't know what will happen. We never know. <laughs> so it's great. It's great. Yeah. Um, so as always, I like to start out with the gratitude section. Is there something that you're grateful for today or every day? So I think I'm just grateful for you giving me this opportunity to let me tell my story of being a COVID nurse and hopefully, you know, some people could relate to it or understand a different side of it. And thank you for this opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Thanks. Um, I'm actually grateful for my mom today. I mean, I should be every day, but... (laughs) You know, she usually helps me whenever she can in any way, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's just like mentally, you know, and this week she was really coming through for me. So thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet. Thanks. It's going to make me probably cry already. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll just, we can cry. You know, I haven't really fully cried on this episode. I mean, on this podcast yet. So today might be the day and I'm okay with it. <laughs> I can feel it already. It's coming. It's this, coming. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's been coming. that week. Like, it it's is. just been very emotional. I don't, well, I know why I was telling you, like, through text or whatever, that um, it's the anniversary of my grandfather passing, which some years I do okay. And I think, like, this year, I don't know why. Like, I just, it was the day and I was like, okay, so. right. <laughs> I need to go to work or do something, but I, need, I can't really. <laughs> yeah, like, just waves. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So. <sighs> Hopefully it will pass, but yeah. I mean, it's it's all good memories, but it's just like, you know, you want to like relive them and go back in time and do them yeah. again and, you know, but it's okay. It's, it's hard. Know, it's part of life. It's hard. It is. Yeah. So. I get emotional thinking about my grandfather too. It's like mm-hmm. when, when his anniversary date comes around, yeah. I'm like, oh man. Because yeah. also we never like met my husband. I'm just like, oh. I knew they would have been like really good pals yeah so like that makes me emotional too and of course my daughter but like mostly him because like he was the closest to that time you know so yeah I know it's 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 hard it's you know you you think of those moments but it's it's tough you just got to remember them in different ways like I I wear an anchor because he was in the navy and uh, I wear an a (laughs) around my neck because his name was Arthur he didn't like tattoos so I couldn't tattoo anything about Uh. him on me so you have to respect him, especially because he's <laughs> yeah. not around. Like, damn, I no. can't even talk to him about it. Like, no, I can't even negotiate. <laughs> no. He's like, absolutely not. Do not even go. I got my nose pierced in college mm-hmm. and I came home from Easter and he was like looking at me. He goes, what is that? Th- what is that on your face? And I know my mom like pre-warned him and I couldn't sit at the Easter table and eat dinner because he didn't want to look at my face. 
Stop it. Yeah. I will sit away from you. I'll sit yeah. on the same side, but away from you. Yeah. He's, I had to go eat in the living room like a peasant because oh, my nose was a peasant. Yeah. <laughs> Eating like with a plate on my lap. Like, this, this is, is great. Thing. You did this to yourself. You yeah. Did I did. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. Thanks, Graham. Yeah. Old but I school. love you. I love you. <laughs> old school values. Yeah. It is really weird. Yep. Imagine. Like uh, sometimes I like I think about like what they like have lived through. Oh I'm yeah, like, Jesus, they were so weird back then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, were so weird, and then you just adapted to these like mm-hmm. newer ages. Like yeah. good for you, yeah, it'll be us, but like whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been through. I mean, if you think about it, they went through like World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam, the Great Depression, the stock market crash. Depends mm-hmm. on how old you are. The yeah. 70s. The 70s. <laughs> yeah. And the ugly hair 80s. The 80s. And they're still thriving. So. Living the dream. I mean, they got to see like America build up and go Jeez. through all these. I say it to my grandma all the time. I'm like, you saw the coolest stuff. Like you yeah. saw the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I'm like that's, that's cool. so cool. Yeah. This guy got to see like the 90s, which the were cool. ish The early 2000s were still okay. But yeah. then once it got like towards 2010, we're just like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what well, do we call cool. it? Like the twenty teens? Like, the twenty teens. I've the always teens? wondered what that what that time period is really called. I have no idea. Yeah, just not good. The ugly ones. The we ugly want the ones. fun ones. Yeah. I would have loved to go back in the seventies. That yeah. would have been cool. Yeah. To like disco parties. Like, yeah. How cool is that? <laughs> I don't know. I want the fifties, like doo wop. Ooh, that's cool yeah. too. And like go to like an ice cream parlor, like in like my really cool like. What are those like big cars called? Oh, not the Beverly Hills, but they were like I know which ones you're talking about. The big about. ones. Yeah. yeah. And just like with like the big bucket seats, like the big yes. wheels. With their big skirts. Their big skirts. <laughs> just big like um grease. Like yes. what's it to you, stud? You know? <laughs> that would have been fun too. Yeah. Now we just swipe and it's just like I liked your photo today. I'm like, how boring. The worst. I need a little bit more excitement than yeah. that. A little bit more effort. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. they're cool. We're not, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next time. Next time Next I'll time. do it again. I'm gonna pick a different era. There you go. For sure. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming. <laughs> sure, I'm really like interested to hear about your journey. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds so <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really excited to hear about it yeah. and about what's been going on with you the last year. Yeah. It's probably been really intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been uh it's definitely been a ride the last year and uh the journey of nursing has been uh not very stereotypical for me. Like I um so I always start off of being like, Oh, like I always wanted to be a nurse and and it's it's true. Um I was actually when I was a kid I had this this blood disorder it was called uh, ITP, which stood for idiopathic thrombocytopenia purpura. And right, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Note it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> it's just like this really strange kind of thing. It's not very common. And basically, how the doctors explained it to my parents was that there was a virus. I was fighting a virus instead of it fighting myself, or instead of fighting. Instead of my body fighting the virus, it started to go after my platelets. And your platelets help keep your blood clotted. Yeah. So over the course of a couple of days, I was breaking out in bruises. And now my family calls me Grace because I have no grace. <laughs> I trip, I fall, I break things. I'm like, oh my God. And like I just it's It's all right. I'm right there with no you. No <laughs> grace. Yeah. Klutzy to another degree. So my dad, I remember he being like, 
are you falling at school or like is somebody hitting you? And I was like, no. So then my mom was giving me a bath and she said like the bruises were popping up. And while you were taking a bath. While I was taking a bath. And she's like, you're just talking, but your eyes turned yellow and you got sores on your mouth. All while you were in the bath? In the bathtub. Like sores just like started yeah, popping up. popping up. That's like terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh my God. This kid is unwell. Like, like something. Right? Like imagine being your mom, like yeah. looking at you at that point, like, yeah. <laughs> are you going to morph into something yeah. right now? It's the blob. It's just like taking over her right? body. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Just pure fright. So she, oh my like, God. Yeah. How so terrifying. terrifying. At least you were in good spirits, though. I mean. had no idea. <laughs> She's like, you're just that, like no changes in personality. She just Great. like you're just going with it. Great. It's like okay. okay. So All at the right. time, my aunt and my cousin lived with us. So she called my aunt upstairs, and my aunt's like, she doesn't look good. Like you should probably bring her to the hospital. So my mom isn't really like a frantic person. Like she's pretty level headed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let me call the pediatrician because it was late at night. And the pediatrician just said, ah, bring her in in the morning. She's probably fine. But that motherly instinct, which you innately have. <laughs> All mothers have an instinct. You, yes. Okay. So you know how moms always say, oh, we don't have a manual. I'm like, no, but I think you do internally. Internally. Like, you refer to page yes. 62 and like you just know what to do. Like <laughs> just moms know what yes. to do. Yes. So she just was like, no. And my parents put me in the car and they brought me to the hospital. And they took one look at me and was like, this kid is sick. Oh, and no. yeah, so that's how they found out. So they did a whole bunch of blood tests and um, it was uh, it was like the early 90s. So I remember my parents being concerned about uh, they were talking about a blood transfusion and in mm. the early 90s with like the AIDS epidemic. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Like a, a few people may have gotten AIDS from a blood yeah, transfusion. Yeah, but that's a few too many. Like <laughs> True. Yeah, I'm like. I'm, in a mother's mind, especially yeah. when we're at the ER, like, no. No. It's one too many. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. See, it's a different perspective. Right. Like, allegedly. <laughs> Jeez. Allegedly. She must have been freaked out. Oh. Yeah, my, my parents really were nervous. And um, I remember them throwing the word, like, leukemia around. And oh I just remember God. being like, leukemia, like, wasn't good. And I was like, yeah. oh, God. Like, you're, like, eight years old. And you're like, is this my demise? Like, this is really, like, I was a pretty aware kid. Like, mm-hmm. I was, oh, like, an old soul. So, like, I was just like. This probably isn't great. Like this is at this good. point. At this point, <laughs> this doesn't look great. <laughs> I feel so bad. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> but it, you know, after I had to get this medication called uh, gamma globulin, and again at like the age of eight, I had to like remember this stuff to be like that. Sounds is- like what you would morph into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's a gamma globulin. Okay, cool. I do Just it. Shove it in. Sure. Yeah. Like- that's, it. that's how she's gonna live forever as a gamma that's, that's it it's something from like stranger things <sighs> Let, on like, the other side in my mind what i'm picturing when you were saying you were like morphing into something else i'm like oh my god this yeah. is it stranger things yeah <laughs> that was me that's why i love the show it was me right yeah 94 i feel, I feel that yeah. I, I feel connected with the monster at this point yeah. <laughs> they're not that bad no they're they, not they just need like a little medication they'll be all right they'll be fine some blood <laughs> some, some blood. medication yeah. no big deal no a big sacrifice deal. yeah <laughs> at that point your parents are probably just like sure let's yeah. sacrifice something whatever it's gonna t- <laughs> just to switch this around jesus oh my god 
So, so so you had to get a like one blood transfusion, like multiple? Like No, so the gamma globulin, they did that first. Okay. And it helped uh bring my platelet count back up. So I didn't have to get you could actually get platelets transfused into you. And I didn't have to get that either. I didn't have to get blood or platelets, which was which was nice for my parents and like yeah. actually our town, because we're from the same town, mm-hmm. uh a couple of the mothers uh actually offered to donate blood. How nice. Yeah. So that was very so sweet. So you knew it was clean blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like safe. Clean blood is. Yeah. yeah. Screened. Uh, right. I That's don't know. so nice. That was very sweet of them to do that. So, um, but at that time I wrote in my little journal, which I still have the excerpt. And it was like, when I grow up, I want to be a nurse or a doctor so I can help people who are sick. Yeah. How nice. She was so sweet. She used to be so nice. <laughs> so innocent she was so innocent i want to do this <laughs> wait 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 what it, like what's the difference between like a blood transfusion and platelets like what do platelets even look like does it look like blood they look they're yellow it's actually oh like a God. yellow bag yeah so the platelets i've never heard of this before i'm sorry yeah no it's okay <laughs> so i hope like i don't stand corrected and someone's like so, much smarter than me is like that's not how it works but mm-hmm. um so like if your hemoglobin and hematocrit drops um, it, it all different hospitals have different policies and protocols. So if it drops over under a certain number, we give you uh, red blood cells transfusion, and that's just like a straight up little red bag of blood. Yeah. Um, if your platelets are low, so your platelets um help you clot. Yeah. So if you're not clotting your blood, and a lot of people get like a lot of people have thrombocytopenia, which is like it's a platelet issue, and if your platelets are too low, you could bleed out. Jeez. So that was the scary thing, like with me as a kid. So they said that if I if I fell asleep that night, I would have died in my sleep if my parents didn't bring me in. <laughs> oh my god! Casual, <laughs> no big deal, no big deal. Love your pediatrician, no big deal, no big deal. Jesus. And if I fell going into the car, if I hit my, I would have bled oh out because there was no way my body would stop myself from bleeding Ugh. that's why it's so critical <laughs> i have so much anxiety just yeah. like <laughs> it's not even it's like over and done with and i have anxiety mm-hmm. thinking yeah. about this wow yeah and i remember i remember being in a padded bed and i remember them giving me um muscle relaxers because i remember i remember i woke up woke i remember yeah. i woke up <laughs> eight years of education I woke up Mm -hmm. and I woke up and uh I remember thinking I was paralyzed because I didn't understand and I remember seeing I was like I think I'm paralyzed because they did they they sedated me because if I because kids are wild they don't know so yeah that was if you fell asleep and you had a bad dream or tried to get up or something oh my god how horrible horrible now think about it's like a mother the big listen we're gonna give your kid like a sedative like they had to say yes to all this. We're stuff. literally gonna knock her out knock right her now. Out. Yeah, but it's for her own good. It's for her own good. And my mom slept in that hospital room with me for like four days. I mean, of she course. didn't leave. Of she course, said, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's watched- what moms do. That's what moms do. Yep. Oh, we watched God. TGIF. I was like, this is yeah. great. Yeah, it's TGIF. All the nurses probably like, hey, what do you need? Yeah. Can I get you something? Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're so nice. I want to do that because they seem nice. And like, even like to this day, like I hold nurses up like on a pedestal. So even like when I'm like walking into work and I see like other nurses walking in, I'm like, you're so cool. <laughs> cute is that and I'm, like, and I'm like oh my god I'm like do I look as cool as them and then I'm like you totally do I don't know because I like order bags that they have I'm like okay I'm gonna get that bag I'm gonna get those oh my shoes god, you're I'm gonna get the headband. yeah 
those what croc shoes the crocs the croc shoes yes. the dance goes which are like the big clogs which just never worked with me but i the clogs man that's like the infamous like nurse infamous. attire yes, yes it is like you have made it when you got a pair of dance goes that are like 120 dollars, and they take like oh, six Jesus. months to break in they're the worst i hate dance goes oh my god yeah. i wear a new balance like oh, a yeah. 42 year old dad oh yeah like oh yeah new balance i saw one of my friends recently <laughs> got a pair of like the white dad ones i'm like what are you doing yeah, cutting the grass <laughs> 10 years okay cool not right now no, no. <laughs> just, they just got such good support and comfort dude i love new balance shoes they're my favorite sneakers <laughs> Me too. favorite i love them out of all the shoes i use like new balance i even bought like two like backup pairs just in case they discontinue them just in case panic you're allowed to wear sneakers. You don't have to wear Crocs. No, you could wear yeah. whatever you want. I'd, oh, good. For some reason, I think like you, they don't like you to wear the Crocs with, with the holes in them. That's what I would think. Yeah, but okay. some people do. I mean, I guess it just depends on where you're at. Where you're at. If you're going to get bodily fluids all in your feet or not. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm not no into that. Deal. I mean, some people like it. I'm, just, I'm afraid like a needle will fall Ooh. and like stab me. That's like what I think in my head. Like definitely, yeah, worse than bodily. <laughs> Yeah, my fear is a, a needle stick. Ooh. Yeah. Have you ever gotten stuck by a needle accidentally? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I actually had a patient in a nursing home and he was a little crazy and I gave him his insulin needle and he took it out of my hand and stabbed it in my hand. And I'm like, this is it. This is how this I'm going to get HIV. This is For it. sure. For sure. And so then obviously yeah. you have to be sent home, tested and whatever, right? Process. <laughs> yeah, you have to take like antivirals for like a month. Yeah. Yep. And you got to get blood work for like two years. And then you like you you can't be like they're like, don't sleep with anyone for like a good like couple months. And you're like, all right, maybe a couple years. We'll yeah. see. We'll find it's, out. It's a really slippery <laughs> slope right now. And you're just Jesus. like the person has to get tested like you get tested. Oh, oh yeah. It's God. a process. So luckily that was it so far. Hopefully uh, that's that's the last one. That's the last one. It's it's inevitable. You're going to stick yourself. But they, they have a lot of safety stuff now, like with needles and like they retract. They now, retract. Right? And, you know, good technique. Like you just you have to kind of be on your game at all times. Like, yeah, you have to treat everyone as if they have like if they have HIV or some sort of spreadable disease you could know be anything like with at anything this point. Yeah. it could be some new pandemic we don't even know about yet yeah that's just in somebody's body it you just happen. never know yeah <laughs> just like, i don't want any of that i don't want anything no 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 not even your clean blood not even your clean blood <laughs> no you could be a certified donor i don't want it don't want it <laughs> no not this way <laughs> Well, that's a really yeah. nice, sweet you know, story. Well, it's like a, it's like an inspirational story, you know. Yeah. Like you, you needed the help, and mm -hmm. then you wanted to help other people. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. You kind of give back. You I give think. back. <laughs> so you, so you basically have always known you wanted to be a nurse, pretty much. Always, always. I because I also always just idolize them, like on TV or movies, and then. Then when I was in the eighth grade, my brother was like in the 11th grade and he got into a really bad accident um, on a boat. So he was tubing on the back of a boat. He fell off in the ropes and the rope went around his neck and he was holding the, the noose and he like got it off his head and it skinned his ring finger oh down to God. the bone. And so it was it was either Memorial Day or Labor Day. I can't remember. And my parents and I were at a picnic. We met him in the emergency room, which he sat in that emergency room for like four hours which was bleeding just out. bleeding out. And I remember twice the guy came and like mopped up his blood. 
and he still wasn't taken care no, of. No, like, no big deal. No big we'll, deal. If you bleed out, we'll just give you more blood. Just stay here. Yeah, it'll be clean. No. Yeah, your sister knows about it. Ask her. <laughs> there, you've already been through this. Therefore, we're just gonna delay this whole process. There's always gamma globulin, <laughs> whatever, gamma, yeah. whatever you need. Yeah, we'll get you there. You'll be totally fine. Oh my god. So, so he got into that really bad accident. So I remember watching him in that emergency room. And, um, you know, passing out and turning all different colors. And then Jesus. we got in the back to, like, the emergency physician. He was like, we're going to have to amputate this finger. And my, like, Italian mother, she goes, he's never going to get married. <laughs> he doesn't have a ring. Instant reaction. Instant reaction. He's never going to get married. He can't get married now. What? No. See, that's his ring finger. It's the most important finger. It connects him to God. Like, all that. I'm like, what? Like, she's just like, I love her. Yeah. She's, I love her. Yeah. When she's upset, <laughs> she gets, like, going. Like, she's like, I don't talk like that. I'm like, you do. You, you do. When you get going, it's frightening. And you will always talk like that to me. Under, yeah. <laughs> it's just that's how I just interpret it in my head. Yeah. Oh, my God. So she, um, So she said no. And he ended up going up to Yale. Thank God. There was a hand specialist there. So, and I remember as a kid, I was like, I was only like 13 and I was like, can I watch the surgery? And they're like, no. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, damn it. But I want, I had the I interest. I was interested in that type of stuff when I was younger too. Yeah. Isn't it weird? You're just yeah. like, can I just watch? Can I just watch? <laughs> I'm so nosy. I can't help it. Yeah. You're just like, what's going on? Like, I always want to know what's happening behind the curtains too. Right. Like, what is that? What is can that? Show me? Can, I, can you show me? <laughs> now, like one of my favorite things to do at work is like close the curtain. You're just like, ooh. Bah, close Nobody the curtain. Knows what we're doing back Nobody here. Nobody knows. Yeah. Cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just shoot the shit. Like, how's your day? Just wanted to close the curtain. Great. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> so when he was up in the ICU. Oh, was, so we had to go to the ICU. Oh, yeah. He oh was in the God. ICU because it was like all like neuro stuff. So and he had to get like graphs like they took. He's a big scar up here. They had to take all stuff and like reconfigure his finger and like they saved it. Wow. And he um he had like 128 sutures like in his finger. In like, one finger? In one finger. I We can't wow. find the photos, but the photos were like wild. And yeah, because they had to take part of his this, skin, which is I think like, veins too. Veins too. And veins because there was no circulation. He went down to the bone. There was like nothing uh, left. It was all flat. It was wow. a freaky, just a weird Not an thing. emergency though. You can sit and, you can sit and wait yeah. for that though. You can sit and wait. There was one time, oh the story goes, I remember like my mom's like, he's going to throw up. And like the nurse gave my mom a bucket. She threw the bucket. She's like there was like no getting through to this like head nurse or whatever oh and there was like this like little girl like running around because she choked like two hours before oh, good. so they were bringing this little girl in and my mom went in front of the double doors and she's like not one person is going into this room until my son is seen i don't know how she didn't get escorted out <laughs> like did he did he go in next after i don't she did remember that? but she was just like no are you kidding me like this little, she's running around my son's passing her. out yeah she's that's another mom moment man yeah <laughs> She's like we're mom heavy tonight. We're very mom heavy tonight. It's I'm gonna cry. It's, it's just, fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it'll come. It will come. come. It will come. <laughs> so when he was up in the ICU, the nurse was so sweet to me because she must have seen like the look of pure fear on my face. So when he was up in the ICU, she was like, "These are the fluids that are keeping him hydrated. Like, do you want to feel his pulse?" And I was like, "Okay." Oh, and I was nice. Like, wow. I said, "Okay." You know what? Now I definitely want to be a nurse. Like. For sure, like this solidified it. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's how it all kind of came to fruition was that. That's that great. Moment. Yeah. 
And also very nice of that nurse. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a sensory thing for you to like know your brother's okay. You right. Know, you literally feel him. So yeah. that was probably very much needed mentally mm-hmm. and physically, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Need the touch. <laughs> yeah. She's much nicer to me. If I saw somebody, but go to the waiting room. <laughs> Two doors down. He'll be fine. He'll be all right. Okay. Two doors down. Is your mom here or something? Yeah. Is there an exit you can go to? <laughs> One day you'll see yourself in somebody else. I will. And then you're gonna and then you'll start crying. Yeah. That's it. You won't even be able to say anything. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I am not well. I'm not well. I'm unwell. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's cool. I yeah. hope your brother's doing better now. I hope his I hope he made a full recovery. Yeah, he did. I mean, it took years and then um he still has like loss of sensation and like sometimes it turns like ice cold white. But I mean, he got married. I mean, he's fine. He just—he did. He did he, get married. He got married. <laughs> he was able to put a ring on his finger. So, you know, but your he, mother's dreams came true. Dreams Everybody's. came true. Yep. But oh his God. first wedding ring—I mean, he's only married once. But the first one that he had, I don't know if it was titanium or something, but it was pulling the heat out of his finger, and he had to get a new ring because he's like, I can't wear it because it was like making his—it was ruining the circulation in his finger. And he's like, oh, he's like, I almost forgot about that. <laughs> he's like, I can't wear this certain metal. Like, who would ever think about who that? Who would think? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he had to get a second ring. How did he, like, figure that out? I think because, like, when he would take the ring off, like, he would get circulation oh, back. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That would make sense, I guess. But. Yep. Wow. hmm <laughs> So then he had to Jeez. get. Yeah, he got a second ring. That one broke. Then he had to get. Now he just wears a rubber one. <laughs> Because it doesn't. He works. He's a. I got my rubber on today. Got my rubber ring. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? It's beautiful. Two ninety nine on Amazon. Oh a whole pack. yeah. Yeah. Yes. The titanium ones in a safe. <laughs> that's it. You still have to keep it. He has to keep it. It's where he did his vows. I mean, oh my god. I'm serious. That's the sacred one. <laughs> Kept locked away. <laughs> Kept it locked away. So wow. Yeah. A lot of the men who like work. Uh, he's an electrician, so he works with his hands. Oh. I think a lot of them wear the rubber ones because yeah. the real ones, like I've heard so many stories, they just shatter, they break, they lose them. They get electrocuted through they let, their oh rings. Oh my God, like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no thank you. Mm-mm. No, he's smart. At least he yeah. still wears something, though. Oh, he yeah. He can very much just not wear anything. True. So no. good job, brother. Good job, brother. <laughs> he's like, if I'm keeping this finger, we're going to keep a ring on this Everything thing. is going on. Everything's it. going on it. I'd start painting my nails. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I'm going to live my best life with this finger. Jeez. Yeah. Poor kid. Yeah. He's, poor guy. He went through a lot with it. And he, um, you know, needless to say, he's, he's not a boat guy. <laughs> I mean, like, you don't need a boat ever no, again. Not a boat guy, not a water no. guy. He's like, I'm, I'll stay here on land. It's like, it's fine. I'm good. I'm not missing anything crazy. crazy. Stay right here. <laughs> no boat. No. Yeah. Freak accidents. You know, these are what these boys. He has a son now, and my nephew just the other day he got his first set of stitches. <gasps> what happened? This kid. So he, um, I get a phone call from my sister in law. I just got off of work. I'm just getting home, and she's like, Hey, would you go to Bridgeport emergency room or Milford emergency room? I go, are you dying or do you need stitches? And she's like, stitches. I go, Milford. That's so fine. That's, that's fine. acceptable there. Yeah. <laughs> like we'll get you in a little bit quicker over there. So um, so she's like, Jeez. well, the ba- his name is Dante. Dante hit his 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 eyebrow like on the corner of a table. Oh, Classic. Poor kid. Yeah. I mean, like, but that's very like for boys. For boys. Very common. Yep. Five stitches. <laughs> 
poor, poor kid. little nugget. I know. Did it go through his eyebrow or right above it? Right above it. Okay, so, so. Let's see, at least I won't have a funky eyebrow growing. No, up. I hope not. Like he might. Like I wonder if the kid. I I know I'm partial because he's my nephew and my godson, but <laughs> this kid's beautiful. I mean, he has big blue eyes, oh. blonde hair. He is like white, white, like oh, yeah. Casper white. Wow. He looks nothing like my brother or I. <laughs> he is all. He is. Polish all I the promise way. he's part of us yeah, I swear he has like my brother's like furrow like he'll like oh good he's like little brown I'm like oh now you look like us <laughs> miserable good yeah no big deal no big deal you look upset you look like a Piro you're, you're beautiful just smile <laughs> yeah just smile just try <laughs> yeah. he was Aww. cute though I had peanut M&Ms with me because I went with her to the emergency room oh, good. and I had peanut M&Ms with me and he's crying crying and I go you want an M&M he goes yeah yeah. Oh, so cute. Of course. I was like, you're Anytime cute. you offer any type of snack mm-hmm. when they're upset. Yeah. Yep. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Peanut M&M's. Aww. Yeah. Aww. It was just, it's, he's so like, I'm sure your daughter too has like these moments where you're just like. I just love you so much. Yeah. You're the best ever. You're the best ever. <laughs> yeah. Cute. So cute. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. So, so yeah, at least he's all stitched up. Hopefully nothing more serious than that. No. I mean, he put his head through a wall like two weeks prior. No stitches there. Okay. Kids. Uh, okay. An animal. <laughs> no big he's deal. An anim- he's an animal. He has like all skin knees. I mean, he's just. But, you know, my sister-in-law is really good. Like she's like she's not one to be like, oh, my God. She's like, you're fine. Get up. <laughs> She stays calm. She's like, you're all right. That's how I like aspire to be. And then when yeah. she starts crying, I'm like, are you OK? Yeah. You're you're fine. You're yeah. fine. But are you OK? Yeah. No, she's tough. She's a tough. Good for her, though. I mean, like, when right. you have boys, I feel like you have to be like You that. have to be a little bit more. Because they just do it all the time. All the time. <laughs> he just gets into it. Just it Through a wall. I mean, I've never done that. So. Oh, my God. They took a picture of it. And he's like pointing to it like. <laughs> so, you know, he's Fine. Fine. Yeah, he's well. They'll just give us heart attacks. No big deal. Yeah, I'm just, oh my god! Like because when I saw him in the emergency room, because like, I met her there, I was like, "Jeez, oh my god!" I was like, "He'll never recover from this." I was like, <laughs> "I'm like, I'm like looking at his pupils." She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't know. Do you lose consciousness?" Like I'm going through. I'm like, I'm like Dante, blink your eyes. Like I'm trying to do like all these like tests with him. And he's like seriously, and like I'm like, fine. Where like, are the M&Ms? Yeah, that's good enough. I had like Coco on TV, like trying to like keep him distracted. Don't fall asleep. You can't fall asleep right, right now. Yeah, I'm like, wake up. Like, Don't do it. I was like, oh my God. How long did he have to wait? Very long. We were there for almost four hours. Oh, damn. And I, of course, like when I walk in there, I go, where's plastics? And they're just like, go in the waiting room. <laughs> like, I need plastics. You see his face? It's a moneymaker. It's like, we're- this kid's beautiful. It's like, where are plastics? There was no plastics. Of course there were. There were of no plastics, were. though. But I did have, like, the motherly, like, I felt like a first time, like, a motherly instinct because there was, like, a drunk next door. Ooh. And the curtain kept swaying. And I was like, all right, calm, happy thoughts. I said to my sister-in-law, I said, if I even see a finger come over here, yeah. I'm going to put him on the ground. Yes, 100%. And she's like, who? I don't even hear this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's very much level-headed, so but we are the type yeah. of people that are like, nope, he's dead. He's In my mind, he's already yeah. dead. I will fight him. I will put him down. <laughs> like, like an animal. Like, And nothing's yeah. even going on. Nothing. Nothing's going on. Nothing. He's just like in his own world. But I was like up at that point for like 16 hours. Oh, I was geez. exhausted. And I was just like, I will fight oh, yeah, him. You just got out of work. Just got out yeah. of work. Oh. Oh, sitting in my scrubs. I'm like, it's okay. 
It's fine. Just don't ask me to do anything because I, I don't. can't do the stitches. I'm sorry. No. I didn't have anything. No. <laughs> she asked me to take them out. I'm like, I'm not taking them out. No. No. Not on the face. Not on the face. No. God forbid. I'm not being no. held responsible for that. <laughs> Definitely not. Absolutely no. not. No. 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 <laughs> Poor kid. Yeah. Jeez. So. But your family must have went through a lot during that time when your brother had his finger injury. I mean, that's a lot of recovery to go through. A lot yeah. of doctors yeah appointments <laughs> it's yeah it was a lot of you know it's it's his story to tell and he you know he went through a lot with that like you know ptsd and like nightmares and you know i mean he yeah. almost drowned he almost got decapitated if you think about these things right of you know holding on to a noose being dragged underwater it's probably not the greatest thing for mental health yeah no yeah. and his neck was okay his neck was okay he had like uh burns like rope burns up his face oh which healed okay. but but still just the whole trauma of everything. trauma yeah it's just it's just one of those like freak accent things but thankfully he's you know still here and he's a really good brother and i lucked out thank god that's really nice <laughs> yeah i never wanted to like have a sister i never felt the need to be I never was like oh I want a baby sister I was like no I'm good with my brother he no. was always very I never want I had an older brother too right. I never really needed uh, another sibling I'm no. like this is annoying enough <laughs> yeah yeah. When we're younger and we're like arguing about stupid shit. Yeah. I'm like, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he was always really good at? And like, I still, like, he won't tell me his secret to this day. He would hide food in the refrigerator and I could never find it. Like, I would rummage through the fridge and I could What a find weird it. skill to have. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what? going through the fridge and then he would like come in and like get it. And I'm like, what the hell? He's like, gotcha. And I'm like, what the? He's like hiding it in shit that you think is other food. I don't, like, oh, tape man. it up against the back wall. I don't know behind like the drawer. I bet you it was behind the drawer. I don't know. I could never. He would always oh hide God. food if in that you fridge. Ever need anything hidden like that's yeah, your yeah. go-to man. <laughs> yeah, he for sure has like criminal like tendencies. <laughs> Hopefully, he's never acted on them. Hopefully, but I mean, yeah, like I mean, you know, in case, yeah, just in case, he for sure has like an interesting like. Yeah, he's a he's a deep thinker. So like. Mm. He just would figure things out. <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah. yeah, what a great Not lifestyle. for you during that time period, no. though. Yeah. I mean, but. <laughs> yeah. But no, he made a full recovery and, you know, he moved forward and, you know, he got married because he had the finger. So. <laughs> Thankfully. Thank God. Otherwise, it would have yeah. been horrible. He Never been horrible. married. <laughs> Always a single bachelor. Yeah. Just a nine finger foe. He's gonna listen to this and be like, "What the hell are you guys talking?" About? <laughs> like, you're an idiot. He's like, "You have so many good stories to tell about me." He's like, "You're gonna tell about my fingers." Yes, one hundred percent every yes. time. <laughs> Should I plug his electrical business? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so if you ever need a home like Reno, or if you have a business or anything like that, our Puro Electric, Stratford, Connecticut, two zero three six five zero nine two one six. Oh, well, He's a great guy. Good to know in yeah. case I ever need anything. With oh, this yeah. Beautiful podcast setup. Oh, he will. Co- he is like <laughs> the best. Yeah. Well, glad he made a full recovery. Yeah. And you all recovered from it mentally. We did. We did. Yeah. And it, uh, it helped push push me into wanting to be a nurse because like right. then afterwards, you know, the taking care of him and his bandages and like, you know, all that good stuff. And so then when I went to high school um, and you prepare for college, I didn't really do well in high school. I was more uh, I just didn't I just didn't like going. I think like a lot of people just didn't like going. And 
I just didn't take school seriously and I just wasn't good at school. And I think I just wasn't given really great opportunities in school. Um, I agree. Yeah. Same thing. Like, like, I just, what I'm just wasting my time here. Mm-hmm. I could be making money right now. Mm-hmm. I could be out like living the adult life. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. And little do we know, those were the most carefree years mm-hmm. we had. Yeah. <laughs> you just wanted to be 25 and that's it. You thought you knew it all and you're just like, what is this like geometry really going to do for my life? What I mean, am I doing here? Probably what am I nothing. Doing here? But no. Yeah. I'm like, this is stupid. And like, I always said to him, like, we can wrap this up in like three days. I'm like, why don't it come five days a week? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> wrap it up. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I work three days a week now because like you could wrap up, you know, five days of work in three well, yeah. days. Like, like, let's get this over with. Like, That's true. That's why I'll never work. I've never worked a nine to five because I was like, I physically can't go to work every day. I didn't go to high school every day. I didn't. When I didn't I, either. I missed like twenty roughly days a year. What? I just I had one hundred and twenty-seven absences as a senior. <gasps> I don't. How know. did you? Pa- <laughs> I don't know. I wow. I don't know. I have like my my um, report card, and I'm like, how the hell? How did I was that, never. How are you allowed to? Graduate? No, maybe it's one hundred and twenty-seven tardies and like forty-something absences. Because you were only allowed to have so many absences. Right. I would always like push it, like get close to yeah. the edge. <laughs> Like, I'm not going. And, like, back then, like, there was no cell phones. Like, I would just delete the message on my parents' answer machine. I was like, they don't need it. It's like, they don't need this. This is ridiculous. This is fine. This is stupid. So, yeah. I remember I was a sophomore in high school, and they're like, why aren't you coming to school? I'm like, because I'm like, I don't feel like I should be here every day. Like, 14 years old. And, like. Like, who the fuck are you, man? Are you? Yeah. Like. I just don't think this is cool. I just no. don't think I should do this. Like, I just really think your whole curriculum is ridiculous like I was always a very outspoken very opinionated person mm-hmm. so I should have probably been a lawyer but because I'm also very argumentative and um so like no big deal NBD. and uh but I remember them being like okay we'll give you like a senior schedule so we'll make your first and second period study halls so come in third period like they're bartering with me they're literally like can come, what can yeah. we do so like third period was photo I go well I'm not going there I'm not gonna go to photo no that's Fourth okay. is geometry. I don't really like geometry. So fifth period was math. But then like you can go home for lunch. So then I would just go home. And I'm like, I'm not coming back. I'm already I'm here. Back now. Stupid. <laughs> they that- did. They let us leave all the time. Yeah. That didn't help us at all. No. I'd be like, well, I'm already out. So I might as well just yeah. skip the next class. Or I'm out. I'm high now because I smoke <laughs> weed. Yeah. It's okay if I come back to math. Yeah. No big deal. No I'll big just deal. be high. It's fine. Yeah. It's like I'm not going back. Like I'm already home. I'm already a whole mile away. I mean, no, it's just a lot of gas no. money. Or a lot of our friends I know used to like hide in the trunks of cars yes. to get out. Yes, yeah, so dangerous, so bad, so horrible. We are lucky. Nothing I know happened. one time during one time during the year, our senior year, I think it was. One of the neighbors around the school <laughs> called. They're like, I just want to let you know every day people are dropped off in our street and they get out <laughs> of the trunks of the car. And I just want to let you know that this is happening because yeah. it happens like every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day this is happening. How horrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> we should just blow past the security guards. Like, I'm, I'm like, what are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Run after me? No. I'm already down no, the driveway. No, you're not, Don. No, you're not. <laughs> Ron, Don, John, Steve, and Evelyn? Yes. Baby face done. Like, what, what was he doing? What, what was doing? he doing? What are you doing? Big Ron. Remember Big Ron? I loved Ron. Ron was my, I think he was everyone's, like, just friend and, like. Loved him so if much. If I got him two bacon, egg, and cheeses from Bill's in a New York Post, right in. 
this is bartering at its best. Seriously. He's like, you know what I want. It's like, yeah, here you I, go. Here's I know your what stuff. you want. I know what you want. So high school graduation came. And I I never took math in high school. So I took algebra one as a freshman. I failed it. I had to go to summer school. Okay. My sophomore year, I think they tried to put me in classes like with kids that were like a little bit more motivated because we, I found out when I got a higher education that uh, our school system tracked kids. So. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. And so like they had like the kids who were, listen, dumb, moderate, smart. Right. So for some reason in middle school, sixth grade, I was put in the dumb group because I realized that the kids in my class were making animal noises. And I'm like, what the hell? Where are all my friends? Right. Yeah. No, I had the same experience. Right. So we were tracked. So then by the time I got to high school, I had like no motivation to do anything because like birds of a feather, you're going to act like an idiot. Then, you know, so I think they tried to put me in like a like a like a mediocre group. Right. Yeah. And I dropped it. I was like, I'm not I don't know. So I went back to like the other classes I had to go to like the Mac room, like the extra credit room, which, you know what? Mrs. McMahon was a light. She yeah. was a light. She was the sweetest. Did, oh, did you, oh, oh, I, I did. thought no, you no, had no, experience no, no, with her. No, no. I, like, oh, I, did, no. I didn't have any experience, but that's she nice was, to know that there was a light. Yeah. <laughs> she, I thought she like, understood the kids that were just kind of like floating around and just didn't really have a place academically. But mm-hmm. so I go to the Mac room for extra help. I didn't do math. And then I took geometry as a senior because I took record keeping and accounting. That was my math credit. They offered that. Yeah. Oh, man. So as a junior and senior, I took record keeping and accounting. So then like I took geometry as a senior, but I never went. So I never like passed it. So then the <laughs> geometry teacher, I'm in my cap and gown. He goes, what are you doing here? I'm like graduating high school. He goes, you didn't come to my class. Did you tell them that? <laughs> yeah. Like, did you tell them I didn't Did you report come? it? Because <laughs> if you didn't, it never yeah, happened. Never happened. <laughs> I don't know. And so I remember like having such stomach pains. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to like my whole family's millions. Right. And like. Excuse me. We just need to grab Michelle from this. Thank you. Ow. Proceed. Ow. <laughs> oh my God. And I remember like I opened up the thing and I was like, oh my God. Like I saw my diploma. I'm like, oh, well, they can't okay. take it back. No, they can't take can't it back. back. No. So graduate by the skin of my teeth, but I never took math. So then when I was applying to colleges and so I somehow like weaseled my way into WestCon. Oh, well, the backstory was I remember I sat down with my guidance counselor and I was like, um, so I want to like apply to college. And she looks me dead in the eye and goes, you're not college material. Who the fuck do you think you are, lady? I'm assuming it's a lady because they all were ladies. It was mostly women. (laughs) And I was like. Oh, um, that is like mind blowing for like the town we grew up in because they were very heavily reliant mm-hmm. on like, okay, you're going to college. Mm-hmm. You really don't have any other choice. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to a real one, you're going to the community college. Right. But you don't have a choice. <laughs> no, apparently. Wow. Yeah. So she's like, you're not college material. She's like, maybe you should get a job at the local big Y. I was like, my parents pay taxes. Are you allowed to say that to me? Like, <laughs> like I think that's like my legit <laughs> response. <laughs> Are you allowed to say that to me? Are you? Are, are you? you are you? Are like, you even a good person after saying this to me? Also, you, like that's no. it. At sixteen, you peak. Sixteen years old, you have maybe seventy years left of your life, and at the age of sixteen, you peaked. Like there's no getting out of this. Like there who the was. Fuck says that. Who I says hate that? Her. I, yeah, I don't know who it is, but I hate her. <laughs> Just not very good. Ugh. Yeah, and considering that our high school. I think later on, so the years that I was there, our whole high school is under construction. It was oh, like yeah. a war zone. Asbestos the, everywhere. Asbestos everywhere. We yes. didn't have finals as juniors. You were a freshman. Yes. Because they mm-hmm. dropped the mercury thermometers. 
great. Loved that. I'm out. I'm out. See ya. <laughs> Probably how I graduated. <laughs> oh, we're out of school three days early. So horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I could finally live my life at the Fairfield Beach. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. No time for this. No time for this at all. <laughs> yeah. So like. I was like, what the hell? So somehow I weaseled my way into WestCon, but then I learned very quickly that I was not college material. She might have been right. But, you know, I... I, She wasn't right. No, I'm not giving her that benefit of the doubt. No. Satisfaction. But, you know, I mean, one day I'll write her a letter. Just not yet. Not yet. I need another degree and then I'll do it. Just one more degree. (laughs) And then I'll do it. How about just like one more year after COVID? I feel like at this point. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's it. Now that's I got a it. pandemic under my belt. You're right. That's it. You're right. What were you doing during the pandemic? Yeah, what you were you doing? Staying bitch. home? Ugh. Or were you out in public? Were you real safe? Yeah. Were you wearing a mask? You probably put it under your nose. Like, oh, uh, I can't even. I can't <laughs> oh, yeah, even no. get into that. No, no, no. That's for another day. So I went to Westcott and I was there for like maybe like two two and a half years. And like I remember like at one point like after like my second year I was like okay. Let me sit down with the nursing department. And I was like, I said to him, I said, how do I get into nursing school? And they looked at me and they go, you will never get into our nursing program ever. Okay. All I right. Was like, so great. So now this is the second person. This is the second person now telling me this. I was like, okay. So I packed my bags and I left West Con because I was like, this is a waste of my time. And then some way around somewhere along the way, someone told me about an LPN program, licensed practical yep. nurse. So I went to the LPN program and it was wonderful. I was like, okay, this solidifies that I want to be a nurse. Cool. The program was like 18 months. All my professors there were like wonderful. They were encouraging. And I was like, okay, I want to be like you guys, like for sure. And so like the way they promote the LPN programs is like, okay, you become an LPN in 18 months. You take a couple sciences and then you can go into an RN program. Right. That's not how it works. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If anybody's trying to do it, take your notes because that's not how it works. So what they don't tell you is that, um, like, in order to get into an RN program, like, one of the programs I applied to had 111 LPN applicants for seven spots. It was nearly impossible to get into. Impossible. Impossible to start helping people, pretty much, is the only thing I hear. No, we're going to make it impossible (laughs) Mm -hmm. to get more help in this world. To get more help. The reason why, like, there's, like, you can't get in, like, nursing school is so competitive is because there's not enough teachers to teach. So you have to like in order to teach at a university level for nursing, you have to have your doctrine in nursing. Wow. So not a lot of people like DNP DNP doctrine in nursing, like professional, something like that. DNP has just started to come around the last like maybe like 20 years or something like that. I don't think I've ever heard of that type of doctor before. Like a doctor is a doctor. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like PhDs and there's like different. So like now you have to have that. So not a lot of people wow. have that because it's a lot of schooling. I mean, it's a lot of research and schooling. A and lot of debt. A lot of debt. And like <laughs> you're you're doing that to get a teaching salary. Right. Like, right. It's probably not. This but, is really cool. But they need them. So like every every program was limited. So and I think I, I was taking prereqs for about three years. I was taking AMP one, two, chemistry, micro, statistics. Because they didn't is, tell you you needed all those prereqs either. Like, you didn't. Like, no, you just like, transitioned oh, right yeah, over. Oh, yeah. It's so easy. And I'm like, okay, this is coming from a kid who, like, didn't take any math in high school. I had to start. I had to, like, teach myself math, yeah. teach myself science. I had horrible. none of this. And, you know, you're in your mid-20s at this point. Right. So after, when you like, really want to learn. When you really want to learn. <laughs> and so um, after like. And those prereqs are hard. They are. Prereqs are hard. So hard. I just got my associates and yes. like 
it's been hell. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the God worst. for Google. Yeah. Thank God for, what is it, Quizlet with all those okay. answers. 100%. Got me through business one and two, business law yeah. one and two. Like, That's how you get through it. I mean, Jesus. life is a whole Google engine. You will oh, never yeah. be like in a situation... Well, I mean, I guess you could be in situations where you don't have Google. But at this point, you everything in life you can look up and like right. take the time to research. That's why I don't understand like when you take tests, like in school, like why can't I have my resources with me and like why look not? it up? Make the test a little bit harder. When I'm in the real world, I will have resources. Right. And they or make and I it, will have Google. You will have Google at this point. I mean <laughs> That's like what I say about nursing. Like they make nursing feel like like when you're in nursing school that you're like on a deserted island and eighty seven people are dying, like and you have a stick. What do you do? And you're like what do you do? I don't know. And they're like, exactly. That's what you don't know. And you're just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I'm like, who do I see first? In reality, it's not that. Is not like that. No, at all. So, so the prereqs. So I took, um, so three years and I kept retaking them because I would fail them or like now the programs want you to have a B plus or better. Right. And by a B plus, they mean an A plus because there's the next girl behind you getting an A plus. Right. But what I didn't realize was that. My Westcon GPA was a 1.8. <laughs> so, uh, so someone along the line was like, "Yo, your Westcon is holding you back. You will yeah. never get into a nursing program with a 1.8." I'm like, "Will you people stop telling me I'll never get into a nursing program? Like, this is enough. <laughs> enough, enough is enough. Enough is enough." Oh man. And so I, so then that's when I was like, you know what? I went to UConn, Stanford. Mm-hmm. and that's where I had like the most wonderful education cool it was encouraging it was enlightening it was a diverse campus it was liberal it was i was the minority and just opened your mind to so much stuff that i never even knew about yeah i was like wow this this is college like yeah, this is for sure this is what people talk about and i got my degree it's called human development and family studies so you really you know studied the humans and psychologies yeah. and children and, and families and all this stuff. And it was basically free therapy for like two years. And you're just like, wow, this is, I mean, I tormented my parents. I was like, what type of family unit do we have? I was like, I don't know. An Italian one? (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean what kind of food did we eat? Like, like, can you be more specific? This was a good family. Okay. I did not pay for a liberal college for you to come at me. Your father and I love each other very much. Yeah, This is a healthy environment. (laughs) And meanwhile, you're like, okay, that that okay. I know what that means. Then yeah. and you like learn these like things. So I'm like, I understand what you are saying. Yes. However, I feel, and I was like, oh my god, this is just like, what did we do? What or did we do? why did you do this to me when I was younger? Yeah, why you forgot to hug why? me when I was seven, when I fell. Therefore, I have attachment issues. This she, is it. She's like, what's an attachment issue? <laughs> I told you to get it up and yeah. shake it off. Yeah. You know, get up and shake it off. <laughs> She's like, you have separation anxiety since you were like five. She's like, we, we, my parents can't like my parents literally cannot go on vacation for longer than four days because I go into full blown panic. And like she's like, what are you talking about an attachment issue? She's like, you're too attached. <laughs> it's like, I was like, exactly. That's why I didn't hug you. I was trying to help yeah, you. I was pushing you, but I wanted you to love me. She's like this. She's like, this is a ridiculous. But this is ridiculous. We're <laughs> this done. Is terrible. Oh my god. So, but then I came out of UConn, and like that was like the first time that like professors and teachers were like, "You're doing a good job. Like you're really great. Like you have a good brain, and like you know, about you're not- time. Yeah, it's about time. Like, Twenty six years old." You finally get some validation that like you're you're doing okay. You're a good person. You're not a terrible person. Ugh. So I came out of UConn with like a three point eight. So I was like, "Congrats, Great. thanks, I killed it. Good for <laughs> like, you." I'm doing this. 
Heck yeah. And I sat down with my advisor. He goes, okay, like, what do you want to do? So now I was still working full time as an LPN. I was now, you know, five years into my career. And I was like, well, I want to be, I still want to be an RN. So I had to retake all my science courses because they expire after a certain amount of years. Oh my God, you can't win. You you can't win. Tooth and nail. (laughs) I like clawed my way into this. And so like my first. You gotta stop telling people you want to be a nurse. You have to be like, no, no. I want to be an accountant. And yeah. that way they push you towards the nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I was a marketing major. Oh, yeah. For like a semester at WestCon. Oh. Definitely. Like I had to sit there and we had to like balance a mortgage for like a semester. And I'm like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. Like the columns and the lines and the numbers. Oh, the T-charts. Yeah. I don't even know. They they're, were just bad awful. charts. And like Excel. I'm like, I can't do Excel. The tab and the number and the it's not for you it's, no it's not for a lot of people no i'm like this i is... love it but like that's because i'm like ocd i need everything oh. to be like in order at all times yeah but i can definitely understand how people are just like not interested <laughs> not no a, not interested see it's how people's brains are wired mm-hmm. which i learned in my liberal yukon school yes <laughs> <laughs> what type of learner are you so but it means I, I, a lot. I mean, if that's what works for you and that's right. what makes you productive and makes you feel validated, then you should do it. Like, right. you feel successful. Like, great. I understand this. This is how I could do it. <laughs> well, congrats. I'm yeah. so glad that you, like, really pushed through. Mm-hmm. You were you persevered. You, like, did what you wanted to do. And fuck everybody <laughs> along the way that told you you wouldn't amount to being the nurse that you are today. Yeah. So yeah. congratulations. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> and here you. Are. So, where where did you start out after you became a nurse? a nurse? So then I finally got into Quinnipiac School of Nursing, and I did my nursing in one year. So wow. then I became a nurse. So then I went to. So at that point, now I was an LPN for seven years. I worked in long term care, and I loved it. I loved Alzheimer's, dementia. I liked hospice. I liked it. I I you're I, crazy. I, <laughs> I loved them. it. They never knew who I was. No. It was really good. Or Dif- they were dying. No big deal. It was like a different story every day. I don't know. Oh, but my God. You know what it is? You start to learn like little like idiosyncrasies about people. And, you know, I, I thought it was like I knew how each of them liked their coffee or how they liked their pills. And like I liked that. Like they felt like home to me. Like they were mm-hmm. – there's some that I hold still very close to my heart and I think about them and I'm like, oh, my God. Like I loved them. Like they were just like my little dreamsicles and That's really it was nice. – I had a good experience in nursing homes. I know they get bad reps, but like I, I never really saw anything bad and like where I was like, oh, wow, this like – this isn't good. <laughs> Uh, but, Minus a couple bedpans, no big deal. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> everyone poops. I mean, some people like. I mean, I probably wouldn't be happy if like my grandmother sat in her poop for like two hours. Oh, but no, like, no. I also understand there's 64 people on the floor, so right. it's gonna take a little while to come and get them cleaned exactly. up. Exactly. So like, sorry. I know. Yeah, but so after that, so then I I got a job at the hospital, like on a major surgical unit. And I loved it. I was like, oh, great. Like, this is it. And like, I had to switch my brain from like people who were like just there yeah. chronically ill <laughs> to like someone's sick now. So I remember like right a nurse now. training me. She's like, no, you need to do something now. I'm like, oh, because usually like I just wait for the doctor to come in like at five o'clock and they're like, this person can't breathe. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, I'm going right. to call someone. Right, right yeah. now, right now. Yeah, so <laughs> that was like the like the hard thing, and like yeah, the dosages were different. Like we used to give like little baby doses of like morphine, like pain meds, to people mm. in nursing homes. Now they're just like they're like give eight of morphine. I'm like all of it. Like I remember being like, 
can't Are breathe. you sure though? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm like, uh, really? Because usually, and you're giving it to him. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, please don't, don't. Please die, wake up. Please die. wake up from this. Yes, like just please. I'm like watching the monitor. I'm like, okay, we're good. I remember being on morphine after my C-section. It yes. was the worst. Yeah. All day with my family coming in and out. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mouth open. Like yeah. there's no, there's no part of your body you can control yeah. at that point. It was horrible. Yeah. So I thought, I also thought, I, I know we're getting a little trap, but I thought when they give you morphine, they're like, oh, here's the button. I thought it would only come out if I pushed the button. So that's why I was wondering all day why I was so drugged up. I'm like, yeah. I'm not even pushing the button. And then my mom's <laughs> like, "It, you're still getting it. And I'm like, I told them I didn't want morph. And then I go into like this whole thing. Yeah. So like all day I thought I wasn't drugged. I yeah. thought I was just tired. <laughs> so it's like there's like different settings on the pump. So you can have a continuous that just continuously gives you like a little bit of dose. Yeah. Plus you can push the button and you can get a little bit. <sighs> Yeah, so you can only push the button like it's called like a lockout. So like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like either like six, eight, 10, 12, 14 minutes. It depends. Mm-hmm. So like we have some people that just like know how to like work these things. Like they set their phone every six minutes and like hit it. I'm like, do you even need it? Listen, see, I'm not. I'm not a druggie. Like I understand people are obviously about that, but like I'm not. So I just like in my mind, I'm like, how? I get anxiety taking regular pills. Like ibuprofen too much. Yeah, I take Tylenol and I'm like, hi. I have no tolerance for meds. Like I took an aproxen, and like I was like slurring my words. <laughs> I can't like, take muscle little... relaxers because it makes me feel weird, and oh, then yeah. I get anxiety from it. So yeah. it's like I'm better off not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took one Percocet in my life, and it's when I had my wisdom teeth taken out, and I was 16, and it made me throw up with like your wisdom teeth. Oh, you can't really. Oh it was my god, awful. Ugh. It was awful. Dude, I feel. I also feel like they used to just push drugs on us from the dentist when we were younger. Like they don't do that now. They were just like, "Oh, you want some Vicodin? You didn't like the Percocet? Okay. Oh, your tooth hurts? Okay. Mm -hmm. Here, just take this." Yeah. I'll be like, "Do I really need it?" He's like, "Yeah." In case for the pain, I'm Mm -hmm. like, "Okay." And Mm -hmm. I took it. I'm like, "I'm, I'm literally just constipated. I still have pain. (laughs) Like literally, this isn't doing anything for me. But thanks, I guess." Well, why do you think we have an opioid issue? They pushed OxyContin like it was Tic Tacs in the late 90s, early 2000s. Granted, they didn't have enough. Well, I mean, I don't know. They probably I don't think. Listen, I don't think doctors go into practice to harm people. Right. Do I think some get greedy with kickbacks from pharmaceutical companies? One thousand percent. But I don't think all of them were like that. I think they truly thought, hey, great. There's this new medication on the market that could help chronic pain. I think then it started being given for acute pain. And then it just turned into this whole opioid epidemic, Mm -hmm. which we still continue to see. And I actually think that the the um, the benzos is like worse. Like everyone is on like a benzo, like a Xanax, an Ativan, a Valium, like Valium is not a benzo. Thirazepam. Whatever. I don't know which ones are or yeah. aren't. <laughs> I think it is. Pretty sure. Yeah. But they're well, it's a muscle relaxer. Anyway, but they yeah. um <laughs> it's all the same shit. <laughs> they all come in on it and it's just like it's just it's really like the wild, wild west. And it's it's sad to see like when people come in and they're just like then they're on the methadone and they're also on this or they're on Suboxone and then they're getting dilated and it's just like these people and to me it's sad that they have to push a button every six minutes like that's a sad life to me to live yes. like I feel I actually a big part of why I got into nursing too was because of addiction and people that were close to me who had addiction problems and I truly have like such an empathy for addicts and their families and what they go yeah, through definitely it's really and it, it most people have an addict 
close within their close circle. And it's never like somebody woke up one day and was like, you know what I'm going to do? Heroin. <laughs> no one Today does is that. The day. Today is the day. <laughs> it is the day of heroin. Today's the day. No one does Where do that. I even get that? Like, I wouldn't even know where to start that whole process. So it's very no. much where you're at. I mean, if you give me an hour, <laughs> I could probably find somebody with heroin. <laughs> I think I would need a couple days and I then I know. might give up. I mean, that's me personally, yeah. but I mean, like, I don't know. I, don't I think know. I know a couple people that can probably find a couple people who know a couple people <laughs> who get me some heroin. <laughs> they would be a lot of questions like, really, you want this? But yeah, why not? Yeah. Today's the day. Today is the day. <laughs> so, like, but uh. you know, like, addiction runs very uh, deep and there's a lot of deep rooted issues and everyone has a story. And I try to tell like the new grads that I train, like the new students that I train, I say, listen, we only see these people for like 72 hours, but there was like 30 years of crap before this. Very true. So they come in this hospital, angry, upset. They want their meds. They want this. They're demanding, but this isn't about us. Mm-hmm. as a provider. I said, this is who they are as people. And like, are they terrible people? Do they treat others poorly? Yes. But like, there's reasons behind this. Right. Does it make it okay? No, but like, there's a reason behind it. So mm-hmm. I always say that with like addicts, like sometimes I take the time and I'd be like, like, listen, like I'll tell them like my story of what I know with addiction. Yeah. Just so they can un- like, be like, at least you have somebody that understands. Right. And I'm not judging it's important. you. It's yeah. important when you're healing from anything. Right. It's like no judgment. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel you. Like I feel bad for you. Like I know like you probably don't want to be in this space, but you don't right. know how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I get that. So like fair. And everybody is given like anxiety meds now. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people in yeah. certain areas are they're just that's how they live their life yeah. all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Just like zombies a little bit. Not zombies so much, but you, you're not allowed to like feel. Right. You know? Yeah. That's crazy. That's a crazy life to live. Yeah. Therapy is so underrated. And, you know, I, I've had gen- generalized anxiety since I was in elementary school, having full-blown panic attacks. And it truly was separation anxiety from my parents. And actually, another funny story was I remember I would go to the nurse's station almost every day. Every day I go to the nurse Jeez. station and be like, Mom, come pick me up. Like, I'm not. Since elementary school. And Poor kid. Hated oh. it. And, like... The nurse, she had to be like in her 80s. She was so old. She wore all white. And I remember she like looked at me. She goes, you come to the nurse's station so much that you should become a nurse when you're older so you can call your mom every day. Bitch. Bitch. Noted. No. Don't tempt me. Don't. So maybe that was the first time I was like, oh, if I'm a nurse, I can call my mom every day. Great. That's it. And I'll be able to heal her. Yeah. Did it. One. <laughs> Get me to nursing school. But like. Oh my yeah. god. But I'm actually glad that I was never diagnosed with anxiety as a kid because I think now looking back as an adult, I would have been very upset if I was medicated as a kid. Very much so. Very much so. And Ugh. so like, but you know, there was a lot of symptoms like um having panic attacks in school and having stomach aches and headaches and I couldn't focus and like you know, everyone gets bullied in middle school and like the bullying was so bad. Like, granted, I probably wasn't the nicest person either in middle school, but like the bullying was so bad in school that like I would throw up. I would yeah. have like stomach pains. And, like it just like was not good. And then like by the time I got to high school and I was like, OK, like, I'm a little bit of, like a teenager. I'm not coming. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is And I'm too also not going to take your shit either. And I'm not going to take your shit. So then I just became argumentative. And then and I always stuck up for myself, too. Right. I always was like. I remember I was just telling somebody about this, too. I remember in middle school, like this would never happen now. But I remember in middle school, like I would get in trouble for my reaction. So the, I remember there was a boy behind me and he was touching me. 
And he was like, look how fat you are. Look how fat you are. I go, shut the fuck up. I was like 14. No, I was like 11. And they're like, I remember the teacher goes, Michelle, you need to be a bigger person. In what sense? In what sense? <laughs> but then, of course, like in she his is, sense? yeah, she is the bigger sense. person, and right? I was like, that's what I'm saying. So, so that's really good. Thank yeah. you so much for saying that. Great. That didn't make anything worse. Yeah. in this situation. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And so, can I tell you how many times I sat in ISS in Ugh. school suspension in middle school because of my reaction? I'm like, why aren't they sitting in school? Like, that's bullshit. They were. They tormented me. There's a group of boys I still remember to this day, and I'm like, just awful and like body shaming you and they would touch you like that would never especially in our white town like let's be honest it was a very white town growing up and like the guys were horrible Mm -hmm. because i was never skinny either yeah i'm just like go fuck yourself really is this all you have to do yeah with your pathetic life honestly but like in the moment you're like oh my god this is horrible yeah what the fuck am i gonna do yeah (laughs) And when we were in middle school, the style was what's in style now. The, the low rise The low jeans. rise, the crop tops, yeah. and like the belly and the Britney Spears. And like, you know, like that was like hard, like body, imi- body mm-hmm. image. And like that was always difficult. And I was this size in middle school. I was huge compared. And my best friend growing up, she was like, she, to this day, she's like five she foot, was tiny, yeah. 97 pounds soaking mm-hmm. wet. We look like freaking frat. <laughs> freaking frat and she was always so cute she's like you're so beautiful and I'm like you have to say that you're my men friend that's a really good friend <laughs> she's though. always such a good friend she always she's always the first one to be like you look so pretty I'm like you're a liar but thanks thank you I appreciate <laughs> thank it thank you I appreciate it <laughs> no I felt the same way I had a best friend who was like popular all the boys loved her mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just sitting here with my huge ass and huge <laughs> yeah. tits like yeah. All right, yeah. good thing this is really in with the times. Yeah. Flash forward to now when this is this acceptable. Is yeah, now and, it's acceptable. And we're thriving. Yes. Yeah. But we already have trauma from the past. Right. So. Yeah. Let's, let's bring it with us. Bring it with Yeah. So like, <laughs> no big deal. Now it's fine. Like you, you grow into your body. Like like in my like late twenties, early thirties, I was like, it is what it is. I'm five mm-hmm. seven. I put on heels. I'm five eleven. I I mean you can't change it. And like I'm just not gonna be like burdened or like held down by this nonsense it is what it is which it i hate is. that quote but i know it just just is my body but you and know, you're beautiful oh god bless just Thank like you. i feel like i before i had my baby i felt beautiful yeah. <laughs> i mean i feel okay now but like <laughs> you created life yeah Our i know bodies i know create life i know yeah and it supplies life and it, it feeds life i mean like think oh, about god. what your body does as a woman like it's an amazing thing so it's a, it's a- crazy (laughs) you go your body goes through even just from being like you know in middle school and then like growing up and getting your hormones like that's just like that's a horrible process guys get like angry and then they like masturbate Mm -hmm. a million times but like girls it's just like it's horrible (laughs) happy sad happy sad glad glad mad mad violent sad violent (laughs) yeah but i'm okay now but i'm okay i'm fine i'm okay i'm fine because like you just like suppress it and just like (laughs) Be a cute girl. You have to be pretty. You have to be nice. You have to smile. You have to sit up straight. You have to be, let the boys like you. You know, boys like girls who are nice. You know, it's like all this stuff that's like pounded into girls' heads, which you know what? Flip it. Growing up with a brother who he's very sensitive and very in tuned with people, you know, the pressures that boys get too you know it's always talking about the girls and our issues because we're very open about it boys suppress 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 there's this great book it's called guyland and guyland talks about all the things that boys go through the pressure sports college um 
uh, success in careers, um, sex, everything. It's drinking, being one of the guys, man up, all this crap. And it's actually like when I read it, I read it cover to cover within like four days. And I was like, whoa. That's how good it was. That's how good it was. And my brother read it in like a day. He's like, I wish I had this when I was 13 because it was so interesting. Like, you know, because boys can't show emotions. And, you know, like one of the worst things you could say to a little boy is like, man up. Man up. He's still shitting his pants. He's six. The fuck is he going to do right now? What's he going to do? He's six years old. (laughs) You're the man of the house while daddy's away. The fuck he cool. is. Sorry, I don't mean to swear. Cool. No, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Dante needs to read this book. Dante. Oh, he's going to be such a good kid. I think he's going to be an engineer. I, yeah. Don't you love how you're just like, he can do no harm. That's he literally. It. No, he's going to be such. He's going to be like the pinnacle of like perfection. <laughs> no. I feel the same way. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. I try to teach him. Like I try to like be very conscious of like things I say to him. So like him and I, which I've been doing since I was a kid. Um unknowingly that it was like a thing but i was just to walk around barefoot like in the grass and i used to be like i used to be like oh my god i could feel the earth (laughs) i could feel the earth and i feel like i am one with the earth and i would sit and i would like thank mother earth i'm like thank you grass and trees my mom probably thought i was for sure on drugs like she probably would watch me out the window being like is she on acid it's that medication was a gamoglobulin <laughs> yeah that's it that's it that's what did it today that's like, what did it that's it brought what did you it. down yeah. into the earth she was like she's like this kid's a freak but so like i was with him the other day and we were sitting in the grass and i was like dante say thank you earth he's like patting the earth and i was like you have to be nice like i tried to be like like you're so kind you're so nice thank you for being so nice to your auntie like instead of yeah. being like oh you're so strong you're so big right, what a right. boy <sighs> Well, with Jasmine, I'm always <laughs> conscious of what I say. I'm like, oh, you look so pretty right now. Yeah. And I'm like, and you're so smart. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you see who the vice president is right now? You are going to do that. That's it. You could do anything you want. You can do you anything do. you want. Like, it's just. Yeah. Except first, spit your water back into that bowl. I swear to God, <laughs> yeah. if you spit your water into that bowl one more time. Yeah. That's how. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. It's the constant up and down. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Big deal. NBD. Oh, my God. But it is. It's important, like, things that you say to kids and the messages that are sent to them. And it's like, obviously, you're not going to be perfect a thousand percent of the time. But it's yeah. like, I think if they're just like, wow, I, I am smart. And, and you know, like, because, like, when you go into schools mm-hmm. and they're telling you, you know, you're not smart, you're in the dumb classes, the boys are calling you fat, but it's also your fault because you're reacting. Go sit in in-school suspension. Right. Think about your reaction. Right. What? How in the so, mind that is so messed up. Warp is this like no. that is not okay. That so. is not okay. No, at so. least like the kids these days don't have. I feel like they don't get bullied. Like I don't know. Maybe it's just a different form of bullying. Maybe everything's yeah. very much like social media mm-hmm. related. But it's just I feel like they're not the same. Like no. like kids aren't as angry as they used to be. At least like boys, anyways. I don't know. I don't. I think it's worse now because yeah. think about it with social media. They never get a break. That's true. Like yeah, at least yeah. like we didn't have the constant news feed. Mm-hmm. Like I even see myself like looking through like Instagram news feed and like like the way like I'm I'm always gonna be a girl inside being like oh god that's girl and like the clothes <laughs> the makeup the hair the money the cars the fame right. and you're just like Jesus. You're just scrolling through this. And then even like the people you went to high school with. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a beautiful house they have. Wow. What? Oh, she's a stay at home mom. Must, be, Must nice. be nice. Wow. She looks pretty well with three kids. Like you just like. She's totally skinny again. Hmm. That looks great. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> like they look so happy. Like at the pumpkin farm. Oh, God. <laughs> 
yeah so it's like this constant you, your brain our brains never shut down so think no. of a little malleable brain it's i feel bad for them like yeah. we had like i remember my childhood before internet and i remember it after internet right you got a break so even if the kids were bothering you at school it stopped that's when you went true. home it stopped that's true this doesn't stop no it doesn't it's scary you're right i changed my opinion now <laughs> <laughs> i just i think you know it's it's just a different form of it i mm-hmm. guess maybe that's what it is yeah it's not so in your face yeah. They'll just text it to you or, or post it Ugh. on social media. No big deal for everybody right. to see, not just the people in that class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like think about like group messages like, oh, I wasn't in the group message or oh, if they're texting yeah. you or now they could take pictures of you. Ugh. I mean, it is wild. It is. It's a scary world. And I just I feel bad for the kids. Yeah. I feel bad. Like their innocence. Yeah. Is really. There's not so much innocence anymore. No. That's also another factor. Mm hmm. I mean, like, I mean, I was exposed to certain things when I was younger that, like, took mine right away. But, (laughs) but I mean, like, they can literally search for anything they want. Anything. I don't have parental restrictions on her iPad right now. Mm -hmm. Number one, because I was like, what's she really going to look at? But, like, number two, I'm like, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. So, at some point, I'm going to have to just, like, switch things around. (laughs) Yeah. Block. <laughs> Where did this website go? I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. I just watched something else. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> My friend has two kids, and, like the little girl, the oldest one is like three, and she likes these like little like weird YouTube clips. But like sometimes it goes into like weird stuff, and she's like, Dude, "Oh my god, I gotta shut this off." It's she's so like, fucking she goes, weird. What is this shit? Dude, it's so yeah. weird. And families, the families that all do these shows together, yeah. like they're at a park just like pre- playing pretend. Yeah. But they have millions of views. I, That's because my daughter is sitting there watching the same one. She's probably it. a million of those views oh, yeah. at this point. Yeah. And then it's just like, do you not think, do you think I'm not a good mom because I do oh this? Oh my like, God. No. <laughs> I know I haven't taken you to the park because I'm dying of heat exhaustion. Yeah. But I mean like. <laughs> no. I know they're out living their best life. No. <laughs> Poor kids. I'm like, go put on Fraggle Rock. Like, come on, Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. Uh, uh. Like, how cute. She does watch Blue's Clues. She likes Blue's Clues. Like the old one, like yeah. with Steve. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, just innocent. <laughs> now it's like all this weird, like, YouTube shit. You're just like, so sometimes I fall down the YouTube rabbit hole. I'm like, what am I watching? What am I doing? It's 4 what o'clock in the morning. What am I doing? Watch, like, these, like, what are those videos, like, with, like, the noise, like, the popping and stuff? ASMR. Dude. <laughs> I can't stand listening to people chew when they eat. Yeah. And I watch one yeah. where this woman is blatantly chewing, like smacking her lips. I don't know why I keep watching it, yeah. though. I hate it. Yeah. But not her. <laughs> no. No, she's different. She's different. She's different. She's also why I started eating king crab legs. But I mean, like, that's another. Because they make them look so good. Right. And they are so good. But like, Yeah, but like. It's like $500 for me to eat those king crab yeah. legs. So yeah. only on New Year's <laughs> Eve now. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I know. It's so tough. I watched like the pimple videos. <sighs> those uh, are good too. They're so good. It's so Sometimes gross. I'm in a mood where I'm like, don't just flip and then you never do. You're just like, but let me see. Let, let me, me just, just see the beginning. It's going to end. Yeah. <laughs> maybe like, maybe like, I can oh, fast forward. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Love those. If and I love popping pimples <sighs> like on other people and they're yes. so gross. Like he, my husband gets so annoyed about it. So annoyed. Oh, like angry. It. And I'm like, just let me get it. Just yeah. And then he'll only sometimes he'll be like, all right, that's enough. I'm like, it's still in there, it's though, there. which is even more infuriating. Ugh. I had this patient at the nursing home. I loved him. He was like my husband. Okay. And he had this blackhead here 
we worked on this thing for like two weeks. We could wow. not get it out because I couldn't like hurt him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they frowned upon that. <laughs> but he was like, he was voluntary for it. So like, and I would keep trying to get warm compresses, nothing. So I was off for a couple of days and I came back in. He goes, I got it. I go, what? He goes, I got it out. I was like, oh man. He goes, I saved it for you. So internally, I just threw up, but also. <laughs> he put it on his like mirror shelf thing and oh I went in there. He goes, God. there it is. And I was like, oh my God, his name is George. I love him. Thank you so much. You were much. meant for that job. You were meant for that job. I was like, you saved it for me? You're the sweetest. Thank you. I mean, like little things. It's the little things in life. If you don't save your blackheads for your nurse, are you even a real patient? Are you even a real patient? Are you even in this? I with think me? we're gonna coin this this phrase. Should we make a meme about it? Because it'll get a hundred <laughs> views, hundred million views. Are you even a patient if you don't save your blackhead for your nurse? No, you're not. No, you're, you're not. selfish. You're selfish. Yeah, he saved it for me because he was a G. He saved I it for him. me for like two days. He was <laughs> the best. I loved him so much. This was actually really sad. He lived in the nursing home with his wife. So he, oh. the wife got admitted and he admitted himself too. So like he would pay to, so they had a room together. And then she died. Oh. But he was at her bedside. And we used to say to him, his name was not George, but I'll be like, George, you have to like come eat in the dining room with people. Like you can't. He was like, I will never leave her side. And I was like, oh my God. I, like, I can't even get a text back. <laughs> You're 92 years old and haven't left this chair. You probably have a bed sore. You need to eat. Legit has bed sores. Legit. All over. It was the saddest, but the sweetest. He would just hold her hand and just stare at her. Oh my god! And then she passed, and he was—he was never the same. Of course, he's. He not. was. Ne- we would dance. We would do like little dances together. But he was just like not today. And I'm like, come. Okay, George. George. I know I'm never going to replace George. her, but. No. I was like, but I have, like, I could dance better. But. Oh, man. Yeah. It, that was very. That, like, stuff like, see, like, sweet moments like that. Like, I get to see the tender moments. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. The men, when their wives are sick, it's, like, goals. That's what you want. Like, these men cater <sighs> to their wives. Like, it is the sweetest thing. And, and. A lot of times, shortly after, the husbands die of right. broken hearts. I hear that. I hear yeah. that all the time. The women, oh. they don't even come see the husbands. She's like, are they all right? Okay, good. They don't even so come So I in. can just be with my boyfriend now. Right? Yep. Yeah. They're just like, it's a whole new chapter in my life, you know? <laughs> Dye my hair purple. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I'm out going out for dinner on Saturday night. I'm oh. like, get it, girl. <laughs> Do you, boo-boo. So wait, are you still working in the surgical floor now? Yes. So I'm still on the surgical floor. So um, how I remember COVID all starting to happen. Yeah. So it was like in January. And I remember I uh, I got a phone call from the off-shift supervisor. And she calls me up nonchalantly like 6 o'clock at night. She goes, hey, how's your patient doing with coronavirus? And I, <laughs> for a second, I was like, um, What? Like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? So the way the story went was this woman stole a COVID swab from her hospital, okay. swabbed her husband, ran the test. It came back positive. She brought him to our hospital. Somehow he got worked up to get his gallbladder removed. So he was on my unit, walking around the unit. So when she called me and I'm was like. Was he sick? No. 
Okay. It was random. And I was like, that's weird. So then they told me the strand that he had, which wasn't the COVID-19 strand. It was like a different one, which I wrote in my phone just in case if I like died. I'm like, okay, I have it documented <laughs> that I was like exposed to this. <laughs> But I Sorry. freaked out and like I called my manager and she was like, lock the unit down. She's like, that's right. so what I did was I called the infectious disease doctor. It was a Saturday night. I called yeah. him at home and he goes, Michelle, did he travel to China? I said, no. He goes, then he doesn't have it. He goes, right now, if you only if you traveled internationally, could you be at risk for it? China, a big risk. OK. I said, OK. He goes, I go, all right. And he goes, well, what do you want to do? I go, I want to quarantine him. I want to put him in isolation. Right, 100%. He goes, then do it. So I called the surgical team. Now, don't mess with surgical patients. They want to operate on these people, like leave them alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I called up the resident. And it's like one of like the lines that like we all laugh and like it will like live in infamy. And he literally looks at me and he goes, what are we going to do? Just start swabbing everybody who comes into the hospital? <laughs> Actually, Sparky, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. <laughs> So they isolated this guy because at the time my friend was pregnant and she was like oh seven God. weeks pregnant. I was like the only one that knew. So I'm in Ugh. the back room on the phone with infectious disease going, I have a pregnant chick on, oh. on this unit. What the fuck do I do with her? And she turned like white. I was like, listen, I think you're okay. But so that was like mid-January. Then I remember it was my nephew's birthday, the 28th of February. We had his party the 29th. Within like a couple days. First, they were like, okay, we're never going to become COVID on this floor because we're surgery. We're going to keep the operating room open. Great. We're all private rooms. We're like, this This is never going to go down. So no. within a couple of days, we're like, just kidding. The whole hospital is COVID. So oh. say if there's 300 beds in the hospital, like 280, 285 of them were COVID. Oh, my God. The, I mean, the amount. But wait, so what happened to the other people that needed to go to the hospital for other reasons? So they built a tent outside the hospital. <laughs> Yeah. Did you need your gallbladder out now? Yeah. We're doing it outside. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a hot dog truck right across the street if you're just, hungry. Just, that's maybe after eat. surgery. Maybe after surgery. We'll buy you one. It's on us. It's today. on the house. Yeah. We'll give you some Jesus. cafeteria bucks. I'm literally like picturing them like having like, like doing surgery in a tent yeah. with like gravel, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like the, the operating room was open. It's just okay. like afterwards they would go to like the tent. They wouldn't come onto the units because every unit was COVID. Oh, my God. So, like, I try to explain to people. I'm like, listen, it bombarded the whole hospital system. So, like, there was no beds for anybody. And if not, you went to the tent, which was actually set up very nicely. Like, we walked through it. Like, this is a pretty nice job. All the pregnant chicks worked in there because they didn't know with COVID, like, the pregnant chicks, they all went in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, then I remember the day that, like, all the patients left the floor and all the COVID patients came on the floor and oh. these people were sick and you were just like oh shit I like and the PPE wasn't that intense in the beginning right it was just like you had like a mask and like what like <laughs> like what were you dressed as it actually like the opposite so like when we first started so we always had n95s they always said yeah. okay you definitely need at least an n95 right and we would have the n95 and then like a hairnet and then we put a surgical mask over that. Then we had a shield over our face, two gowns, gloves, and booties on our feet. And so like when it first started, we would put the gear on and then we would just sit. <laughs> what what else are you supposed to I was like, to I'm not do? taking this off. I go, no. if I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm like, I'm not. Like we wouldn't eat, drink, or pee for like the whole shift because <gasps> we were so afraid to take it off. Right. Because everybody around you has it. The whole every bet every patient on the floor had COVID. I'm like, what oh if like one God. molecule just like I'm like, and then you're done. 
I like, mean, how could it not? How could it how not? How could it not? You don't have air filters, purifiers, like any of that stuff installed right. in the rooms. Like, because it happened so quickly, oh my God. there wasn't enough time or money or resources to like fit these rooms as airborne rooms. We have two on the floor. So, like, those are like those rooms. I was like, all right, but which actually I'll tell you in a little bit. I actually got COVID from a patient in an airborne room. Oh, good. So, um, so those rooms work really well. <laughs> and uh, but so yeah I remember just like sitting in this like gear and just like you know I ended up getting like black eyes and like sores on my nose like because like the mask was like a little metal bar in your nose oh area it's so, like your face was breaking down and like you just like you just felt like garbage and the thing was these patients were so sick that you had to be at their bedside a lot Ugh. so like our amount of exposure was so much and, you know, honestly, it was like the nurses and techs in the rooms constantly. Like the kitchen people would drop off the food. We would have to bring it in and then clean it up. We had to like tidy up the room, like physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, unless it was like a dire need, they were not going in these rooms. So oh it was us God. all the time, more so the techs because they had to wash them and feed right. them and change them. I mean, we tried to like split it up so it wasn't like so much exposure to like individuals, but I mean, it was just a lot at like, it just hit you. It just happened overnight. And like, how could you prepare for that too mentally? Yeah. Like you're, you have your normal like surgical floor. Yeah. All of a sudden you're in like trauma pretty much. Yeah. Like it's a complete 360. Yeah. My dad said it's like you're in war. He's like, you just have to kind of like put your head down and just get through it and then deal with it like afterwards. And, you know, like the hardest part for me as like a nurse, I'm not going to cry. Mm -hmm. Nope. Um, you know, these people in these hospital rooms, they're by themselves. The doors are shut and they can't see their families. And they're they're They have this virus that's all over TV. They have this virus. And then I'm t I'm not even kidding you. They'll be talking to you one second. And then within a couple minutes, they're flatlining. And you're like, whoa, wait what a minute. The just they happened. just completely out of nowhere they just die and you're just that's like what crazy. the crazy wild it was it's so fast so fast and like they, like now we know like people are, were throwing clots they had a lot of cardiac issues i mean you watch them on the monitor like their rhythms are all wonky and you're like what the hell is this thing like it's hitting every system kidneys were blowing out that's crazy the heart the obviously the lungs and like People ask me all the time, like as a nurse, like what's like the worst thing you've ever seen? And like, honestly, I said this for years, like when people can't breathe, it I is mean, like it, whether you're a nurse or not, you're just like, like I even start heavy breathe, like thinking about it. Right. You're just like, you don't know what to do. And like you just watch these per people like circling the drain and you're just like, shit, like this Jesus. is and they've just died alone in hospital rooms. And like even like your worst enemy doesn't deserve that. Like they just. That's what I felt bad. Like now, like you, like we walk past the rooms like, hey, like, do you need right. water? Do you need anything? It was quiet. And all you heard were the beeping of the oxygen machines like that. The continuous pulse ox, which yeah. check their oxygens, mm -hmm. which we attached to their fingers and we ran the cords outside the rooms. Oh, my God. So you would just hear like beep, 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 beep. And like you're just like running to the alarms to see. And then they're in there and you're just like, OK, like like now you're just triaging. Because at that point, you also don't know how to treat it either. So right. their their anxiety must be through the roof. They don't know what the fuck is happening to them. Right. Neither do you, though, mm -hmm. or any of the doctors or anybody. You're just right. like trying, mm -hmm. trying to help in any yeah. way. That must have been horrible. It's really like there's so many things that go on in your head as a nurse. So like when 
when someone dies, if you weren't prepared for it, like if somebody codes mm-hmm. afterwards, you kind of go, what did I miss? Like, did I miss a lab value? Did I miss a test? Did I miss a symptom? Did right. I not assess them right? There's a lot of like, I put a lot of guilt on myself. Like, what did you do wrong that you missed this? And you sit with that guilt. And like with COVID, there was like two to three people dying a day on our unit alone. Like there was like, we like ran out of body bags. We had no more body bags for people. I mean, like oh my God. the amount oh of my death, God. like I, people can sit there and talk about their numbers all day long, but like your brain will never get used to dead people dying and right. preparing dead bodies and like doing that. And oh like the refrigerator truck. I mean, these are all things that you're just like, okay, <laughs> is this happening? Is this really happening? Is, is this, this for real? Is this for real? Like I just, you, that's what it felt like. Like where you just felt like I don't, this felt like the twilight zone and just the amount of people dying every week, every day. I was like, this is really something serious. Right. And yeah, it just wasn't good. And I tried to think of like the happy times, like like the good things, like the positive, right? So the positives in it were the teamwork. So we have a very strong team on our floor anyway. Mm-hmm. We got very, very close. We had a group message that really helped us get through it. A lot. I have a lot of new nurses. I have a lot, like as if I own the floor. <laughs> there are a lot of new nurses on the unit. Yeah. And I give them so much credit and respect because at the age of 22, 23 years old, I couldn't handle that. Yeah, just at, coming on like, oh, oh, yeah. hey, welcome. There's, oh, by the oh, way, there's a pandemic. So yeah. risk your life. Here you go. This is what you signed up for. Welcome to nursing. <laughs> You're going to really make a difference, oh but probably next year. <laughs> next year. Next year. Next year. Just get through this. But If you can make it through this. If you can make it through this. Without so. <laughs> anxiety meds and depression meds. No big yeah, deal. You'll be fine. Oh, my God. So one of the girls, her first day off orientation was COVID. Not oh good. My yeah. God. And so she to didn't even have any time, no time to even like process it. She was just thrown into it. Oh, my God. And they just held it together so well. Like they started like um, a lot of hospitals are doing this like hope huddles. Like we did like quotes in the morning. We did like a positivity quote board in the back. And we would do like a lot of like verbal encouragement to like one another. Like if somebody like wasn't doing well. And like I remember I texted them like this whole big thing about like death and dying because I dealt with a lot of death and dying at nursing homes and stuff like that. And I just said, listen, our brains and bodies like you don't go to work every day and people die and you just be like, oh, okay. Like it's, right. you have to process their death. And like, there was like one time I was like working in the nursing home and like, I just felt like a lot of people like were dying. <laughs> and I was just like, and I was at my Jeez. friend Christina's, um, she had a barbecue, like a picnic or whatever. And they're um, very strong in their Christian faith and their pastor was there. I said to the pastor, I said, I'm really having a hard time with death and dying. And like, I don't know what to do. And he said to me, which sticks with me, he goes, isn't it so nice that they choose to die around you? He goes, what an honor that they chose their last moments on this earth with you. And I literally go, that sounds really nice, but I don't (laughs) want them to choose me. And also, here I am, probably like full blown in tears because I would be like, I am unwell. I can't. I'd stop picking me. Stop. Stop it. I love you, but don't do it. Stop it. Can't you pick the one that doesn't care? Yeah. I mean, I know I made like funny jokes in the beginning, but like I honestly, truly like sometimes I'm just like, I can't handle this. Like, I just can't. I mean, there's so, only so much like you. Nobody, yeah. I don't think, truly ever gets used to being around people dying. Like, no. I don't know how these hospice nurses do it. Like, no. I don't. 
I don't know. I really don't know. See, hospice to me, the way I used to process hospice was most of the time they were like in their 80s or 90s. Still viable, lovely human beings, but chronically ill. A lot of times they weren't with it anymore. That's true. And I was making them comfortable. Okay. And a lot of times these were the wishes that they wanted and I was carrying out the wishes. So you can't be too upset about that. A lot of times they had families around them. They had a beautiful life, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, a career, they had a full life, life full life but when you're with like people like in their 50s and 60s with young kids and like still had a whole life ahead of them and they're in a hospital bed dying alone that's the stuff that i don't think people understand because they weren't there this is the front line yeah now take the emergency room nurses and the, and the icu nurses now the i the, the emergency room nurses saw every single COVID patient that came into this hospital tens of thousands they saw every single think of their exposure the icu nurses they're the ones all their patients died i mean yeah lines tubes flipping turning them i mean those nurses went through a lot i'm telling you of like a 10-week experience i went through there's still a unit that's still COVID in the hospital really these i say girls but these nurses well over 365 days every day working with COVID. Talk about mental health and being like unwell. Like, I mean, I did 10 weeks and I'm still trying to mentally process through it just because there was so much dying. Right. And so the happy parts. So the happy parts. (laughs) I do this every time somebody does pass away. I take a moment and I say, thank you for giving me this moment. Like, thank you. And go to whatever light that you see. Like, thank you. And I try to respect the body. And so the priest would come around mm-hmm. to the doors, which I thought was so lovely. And I remember the first couple times that he did it, we would just break down. Yeah. And he would, the door was closed, of course, and he would like stand up against the door and pray for the soul. Just pray for the soul. And then he would come and bless our hands. Ugh. Like, I get like chills. Like, Ugh, God. Like, thank you so much for doing that for us because like we needed it. And like one of my my girlfriends that works on the unit, she's she's only 23 she had two patients die within like 45 minutes of each other. Jesus Christ. And she just like, I saw her brand turn. Brand new nurse. Brand new nurse. Jesus. And she just turned and sobbed. And I was like, just go outside. Just go. Like, what else do you do? What, what do you do? What else do you do at that point? What do you do? There's only so much you can help somebody else mm-hmm. before you need help, especially during that time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. And you're. Well, I, I wouldn't be able to watch the priest. No. I, I almost just full blown, like, you know, really sped <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Dude, that's that's because inc- yeah. they can't go in and be with them either. So right. it was really nice that they just like mm-hmm. took the time outside the door too. Yeah, it's it's hard and like um at the same time my grandmother ended up getting COVID in March. Oh my god! And panicked? Were you panicked? Panicked, oh. panicked to another level because she wasn't in my hospital, which probably would have been a good thing because I probably wouldn't have been able to focus. But right. I almost wanted her there so I can like control the environment. At least you could have been with her. God forbid. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So like there was like one day like my mom. So like my parents know not to call me at work because I immediately panic. Immediate. I'm like, oh my god, so everyone died. <laughs> it's a tragic accident. Every single person I know. Everyone. And my my third cousins are all gone. So. <sighs> She called me. So she said, can you FaceTime me? And I was like, fuck. I was like, I knew she was calling to tell me that. I was like, my grandma died. I prepared myself. So I'm in the break room and I'm like FaceTiming my mom. Her face is swollen. She's crying. I go, what happened? Did grandma die? And she's like, no, but they they want to make her comfortable because she can't breathe. And I'm like, fuck. I was like, no. I was like, so everything that I'm seeing is now happening to her. Oh, God. And I was like, she doesn't deserve this. Like, if anybody doesn't deserve it, she is like an angel on earth. She's like... 
I wish we're all like my grandfather. I wish we were like her because she's so calm oh. and just sweet. And um, but she pulled through it. She did. She, I don't know how she did it. I actually had a conversation with my grandfather because he's passed. Mm-hmm. And the night before he came to me in my dream. So he comes to me in my dreams because he told me he would haunt me forever. OK, it's fine. <laughs> and um, he's living up to it. So oh my God. he comes in my dreams. He actually comes to me in my dreams when I don't when I'm like sad and he like makes me feel better. Oh, yeah. What a good guy. He, right. Yeah. He's still he, a good guy. Still a good guy. <laughs> still there holding up to his promise. So that night before he came to me, he goes, I'm coming to get your grandmother. And I go, you better not. I yelled him in the dream. I go, you better not. He goes, no. He's like, I need her. He's like, I, and I, I said to him, I go, I need her. You cannot take her. Then my mom called me that day and I was like, he came to me last night. He said he was going to come get her. But I told him not to. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then he didn't come get her. He must have found another friend. And um, or he was just like, OK, fine, Michelle. Fine, whatever. You can have her for like, like another 45 years. <laughs> thank you. I'll just wait. I'll just wait. It's fine. <laughs> and so she recovered. Thank you, Jesus. And all the Apostles Creed mm-hmm. um, that she got through it. But, you know, she's still on oxygen. She's still not like 100 percent. Well, oh, you know, God. she's eight, she's going to be 86 in July, God willing. And, you know, it's just she's she's older and she yeah. has asthma, whatever. But so like that was hard that day. And like, think about it. Like now I had to like wash my face and go back and work on this unit with people. I just cried through the whole shift. I would say to my patients, like, I'm so sorry right now, but my grandma's doing the same thing. And I just, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know ruin my N95 you're mask. you're dying. You're and dying. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, like, this sucks. Move oh. over. <laughs> Let me get in here. Do you have a tissue? Yeah. You're useless. No. <laughs> How horrible, though. Terrible. Just, Dude. it was really a bad time. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, <laughs> everybody is sitting at home getting paid like double more than what they usually get paid to stay safe. Mm-hmm. And what were you guys getting? A pizza party, probably, because that's how we solve pizza. everything. I love pizza. Food. I mean, yeah. I I fucking love pizza, but yeah. why weren't you guys given anything? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something should have been included. The, an extra stimulus, if not mm-hmm. like if not the weeks of unemployment pay that everybody got. Yeah. An extra si- something. Yeah. Oh, you got free Crocs if you signed up on Crocs.com. Hey, whatever. I got a free pair of Crocs. I did too. I got a free pair. I did too. I wasn't front line, but I was still on the phone yeah. working from home for yeah. the doctor's office. I loved it, but you but know, like, where's the where's compensation? Your, where is that? Yeah, so it's like really funny, like the stimulus check. So it's like based on your income. So like I didn't get the full thing because I made too much, and I'm like, what in the okay? What is this? But like, okay, you know what we that s- makes sense. Yeah. But no dollar amount, I don't think, would ever make it better or make any of this go away. Like, I think, like, now you just have to deal with it. And, like, if I had to, I'd do it all again. I mean, it's it's part of it. And I hoped that I brought some peace and comfort to some people. And I saw it's like the community outpour, right? So all the restaurants in the community, I mean, there was so much food brought to us that they had to put tables. That's great. And you just picked trays and trays and trays and, like, um, donut crazy uh-huh. brought their trucks there sandwiches donuts coffee Ugh. for days they did that that's beautiful so think about and like Bridgeport fire and police they did a whole parade they went to like multiple hospitals and did it it was yeah. beautiful how they did it and, like you felt like okay like this is the community outpour that's like supporting me and like I feel you know like all like the things that you see opposite of people who don't know what they're talking about yeah great like this is this is the support that I needed and good. yeah, like I live by myself. That was hard, too, because like I didn't want to be around my family. 
Right, because nobody was seeing their families that did work in the hospital too. Right, they were all segregated. From they were, pretty yeah. Much. Oh my god. Yeah, I think I was rounding like six or seven weeks, and my parents were like, "Get out of the house." So we would to go where? to where? where we would go to the beach. <laughs> we would go to the beach, and what we would do, we would take separate cars. I would, mm-hmm. we would wear masks, and we would walk opposite sides of the beach. And that was like the only way. Like, I couldn't hug my mom. Like I'm like a hugger. Like I like yeah, yeah. I like lay in my mom's lap. Like <laughs> 34 years still, old. I'm like move still. over. <laughs> My dad's like, you're disgusting. <laughs> it's like, you're just jealous. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's like, great. You're gross. <laughs> so, like, I didn't hug my mom until after I got COVID, which oh was God. in – I got COVID um, end of October. I didn't hug my mom until, like, December. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, it So, took, you got hit with the second wave. I got hit with the second wave. Ugh. So – would you would think you would have hit you in the first when you were so bombarded? You with would all think, of it. yeah. Oh you would God. think my N95 mask that was like in shreds. <laughs> that was like the one you had because the- <laughs> God forbid you could find one anywhere else at that point. I actually had cousins that were this. I had cousins that live in Pennsylvania, and she sent me like four N95 masks. Like, thank you so much. So like, I had those, and like our hospital wasn't like too bad with PPE. They're like, yo, just like don't throw it out with like every patient. Like maybe hold on to it for like a day or two, maybe. and then like toss it out. Like, but we'll they get you some lights to sanitize yeah just like part of your daily tasks besides everything else like we will give you an extra calzone i'm like oh no big deal thank you i already put on the COVID 19 i put on 19 pounds no big deal probably heading to another calzone fuck it just clean my own mask (laughs) (laughs) you're doing good at that point but then you got covid so oh, I got COVID. Horrible. Oh, my God. Ugh. So I got COVID the second wave. So like I said, we were only COVID for about like 10 weeks. And then mm-hmm. we the operating room started opening up like later on, like a couple months, like down the room. Then it was like starting to get back on schedule. So Good. the second wave was coming, which um, <clears throat> the smart people told us they were. And it was. And mm-hmm. so we listened. So October, I started to kind of retract from people again, even though we weren't COVID. I just still didn't trust because there was always some that slipped through the cracks. Of course. And on my unit at that time, we were wearing just surgical masks because we were non-COVID. Fine. They tested. They were negative. Cool. Okay. So I had this woman who came in who had uh, a chronic cough, and they took her off her prednisone, so her cough got worse. That happens. Okay. She was COVID negative. Fine. So um, again, every hospital has different policies. So we were able to give breathing treatments to people, nebulizers, if they were negative. So she was negative. So I was giving her breathing treatments for four shifts. So for Jesus Thursday, God. Friday, the weekend I stayed home because it was second wave. I stayed home. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, I was giving her nebulizers. And I would stay in the room and chit chat with her for a little bit. And then like, mm-hmm. she was the sweetest woman. Aww. Then Wednesday, I get the phone call. I was off. They go, yo, she tested positive for COVID. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. I was like, shit. I was like this is it. <laughs> this is it. 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 I mean, at at that point, you're probably like, it's about time. Like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I was like, this, you've got to be kidding me. I was so, I was like, I was so good. I was so mad because I social distanced. I wore my mask. I didn't go to parties. I didn't like, I wasn't but it's socializing. But didn't, right. especially that weekend. Right. Because I would have exposed so many people. Like I went to like a wedding. It was like an outdoor wedding. And I was so viscerally uncomfortable i was like this Ugh. sucks i mean they did a good job because it was like the way they social distance everybody yeah. but like i still was like oh it was outside but i was like I, i'm like it's too many people right but so then when i got covid so this is actually like really interesting and like this is like the takeaway from it so i was exposed thursday friday monday tuesday so i called up the hotline i couldn't get a test date till friday 
He goes, do not go near anyone. He goes, you are rapidly contagious. I go, but you don't. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, you will be negative on Friday. He goes, Monday, you will be positive. Okay, cool. I'm like, okay. So right, so I'm just waiting. Just, so I'm just. I'm waiting for my waiting. body to just like decompose Die. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for the gamma globulin. The sores are coming They're out coming, again. The my bruises. eyes are yellow. It's all going to. It's. It's all full circle. Full circle. Full circle. Give me the platelets. Give me the platelets. <laughs> God, my, I'm going to bleed out. I knew it. Bastards. Oh my yeah. God. So then, so then Monday. Oh, so then Friday I got tested. I was negative and I went home and it was October 30th and I woke up on Halloween morning, like two o'clock in the morning, the sweat right oh down. God. Now you can put me on the sun with like 40 layers. I don't sweat. I'm not a sweater. <laughs> So when I felt the one drip, I was like, this is it. This is it. I took my temperature, 103. I was like, fuck. So I had a fever, chills all weekend long. Monday, I went to go get tested. I said to the woman, I go, I am totally COVID positive. I go, I physically barely got here. She swabbed me. My test. I will swab myself. Just don't come near me. Just don't come near me. Positive. And then Um. I was sick. I was out of work from October 27th till November 21st. Holy shit. Because my COVID turned into bronchitis. So I hit day 15 and I was like, I am not getting better. I can't breathe. I can't. It was like, so I had the fever, the chills, the body pain. The pain was so bad. My, I was swollen and I'll show you the photo of my face. I mean, I was white and like puffy. My mom was like, are you like, she was so scared. I haven't heard of that symptom, like the swollen side effect. Yeah. And like the pain in my body, the only thing that would calm me down was like a bath. And like my mom would be like, FaceTime me while you're bathing because I don't want you to drown. I'm like, but you don't have, you have no idea where your attachment issues came from. Not, no, it just <laughs> came from the sky. Like, just in case Whitney Houston died that way. I don't need to way. look at you. Just, I yeah. just need to know you're there. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, my tub is like 14 inches. It's the smallest, like my knees are to like my chest in this tub. There's no, if I tried to drown myself, I couldn't because my face would be out of no. the water. I've never been fully submerged never. in those little tubs ever. No, it's just like <laughs> half my body was chilling anyway. I was like, oh. So, like that was just terrible. The pain, like that was like my biggest thing was like the pain and the fatigue. Like there was like three, four days I didn't sleep. I was so tired I couldn't sleep. Ugh, then I couldn't eat awful. or drink. Everything tasted like metal, and um, did I could you only lose your taste of smell, or did that's just like a side effect, like the metal taste. So like day seven was when I lost my taste and smell, and so you then everything. everything was metal, and you had to just like literally plug your nose and just get like soup broth down. Oh my god! So I was like, I need electrolytes. Like, I, like, oh I need something because I was sweating so much from the chills that, you like, I was like, I need to. I should have. Imagine, I probably could. Called one of your friends. Like, yeah. hey, can you just bring me a couple bags? Yeah, and an IV. Every nurse Leave has it a at setup. the door. Leave it at the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the day I was going to choose heroin. Yeah, that's it. That was that the day. Was the day. IV fluids, then heroin. Then heroin. Got it. Uber you eats. missed an opportunity. You really did. did I maybe that day? maybe <laughs> you would have found a cure with the heroin. You're all right. these years. All these years. It's right in front of us. It's right in front of us. Maybe the government Nobody did tried. It. Nobody tried a bet. No, they didn't. They should have. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Crap. <sighs> yeah. So then I finally Jeez. like Yeah, and then I um 
So I never lost like my short, like I never got short of breath, but I would get like stabbing lung pain. Oh, Jesus It would like Christ. go through you like a lightning bolt. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like this. I'm like, it's a blood clot. Like I'm like, I'm going through all well, the nursing yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. How could you not think that that would be? Like, Shit. So, but our job, I don't know if like every job did it, but I was able to FaceTime with a nurse every day and That's go through good. all my symptoms and like my vital signs. And she's like, you know when to go to the hospital. I'm like, no, no, no. I know. So like I knew like, I know, that but was will good. I? Well, yeah, nurses don't like. Will I though? Will I self medicate? Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> like I can handle this. Like, there was one time my brother bought out CVS. I mean, he bought uh, my kitchen table was full of like every supply possible. What a good guy! And then he was like, "I'm coming in." And I'm like, "Don't do it." I was like, "Save oh. yourself!" Oh my god! My sister was like, "My sister was like, he's I, he was like, do not go in that house." <laughs> she, she didn't even want me near. Like he didn't. She didn't even want him near. Like my doorstep. The front door, yeah. I wouldn't even let them touch my door. I'm like, don't touch my door. Because I would like order Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would touch the door and then like sanitize it. I'm like, don't touch the door. I was don't like, touch it. And then you know what the, the really creepy thing is? The woman who gave me COVID died. Oh. So my test came back positive on Monday. She died on a Tuesday. Oh, God damn it. Oh. Trauma. Um. <laughs> Trauma. So you're like, am I going to die? Like, what if she has some weird strand? Because we don't know anything Thank about you. this at that point. Thank you. So uh, that was tough to get through. <laughs> so sorry. That was tough. And I knew Jeez. she was the sweetest woman. And I know if she knew that she gave it to me, she would have felt really, really bad. Like, right. I know she would have felt. I wonder so if they sweet. told her. I hope they didn't. Like, I don't think they would have. I think yeah. it would have been irrelevant for her and her yeah. story because mm-hmm. she died. I mean, she was tested positive on a Wednesday and died on a Tuesday. That's how quick it went. Dude. Yeah. Whoever manufactured this virus, like, mm-hmm. really knew how to do it. <laughs> it sounds horrible. Every but organ. Like, Every organ. How do you manufacture something like that? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. It's just, it's, I feel like it's something that we're never going to know the 100% truth to it in the way that I, and I still think about it to this day. I go, it doesn't matter where it came from. Mm -hmm. We were in it and we had to fix it. So to sit there and like do the blame game and like, Oh, it's this, it doesn't matter. It's here and it's affecting a lot of people and people are dying. I don't care about your numbers and be like, Whoa, No, no, it's not. Because there's more it just, than that. Like, yeah, it's just like don't like get away from me. Like you barely graduated high school. Like I'm pretty sure you were like in the classes with me. <laughs> like making animal noises, and now you're gonna tell me about research. And now you're gonna yeah, no. I'm gonna just no. I'm gonna say about that. I know the amount of people. And it's just like sit this one out, please. Just like, don't. Like, I just I just know it didn't come from a bat. That's no. like that's what I mean. Like people have been eating bats over there for years. You think it would have come up by now? Like no. Like Ozzy Osbourne ate a bat, didn't he? They're they're like infested with diseases, and yeah. all of a sudden this is just going to spring up. It just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. So that's why I'm saying whoever yeah. did this mm-hmm. really knows what they were doing. Yeah. And I hope they're not like, oh, let's think of the next one. You know? Yeah. I just, we need some time. <laughs> We just need some time. Need some, you guys yeah. need some time. Yeah. I still think like I try to look at like um, like reasons behind everything more of like like on like a spiritual level. Like, yeah, I just think like it was such a crazy four years, three years at the time that I f- and everyone was just attacking everyone guilty as charged too. we were all going at each other and it was so heightened the anger and the separation like our country was just so divided mm-hmm. and I felt like the earth was like and God was like yo bitches go sit in your houses for two weeks <laughs> and think about what you're doing 
and pull it together. Like I was hoping the nation would come together. Right, right. And he, like we can all heal as one. And I feel like it made the division even more, even more divided on like who believed it and who didn't. Who supports it? Who doesn't? And let's put the presidentry, uh, president campaign. I mean, yeah. uh, what is it? What am I trying to say? The presidential campaign. That's right. it. Yeah. Let's throw that in there too, right? At yeah. like towards the end of it. Yeah. That way. It's the salt. Just. Yeah. It just was a really tough time. And like. Horrible. It was horrible. And, you know, a lot of us just kind of unraveled and just we weren't well. And like, I do feel bad for people who were home for the mandated two weeks like I do feel bad but I think I would have taken it as like great this is an opportunity to kind of like woosa take a deep breath like even myself living by my by myself I bought coloring books I bought puzzles I bought reading books I had to keep myself occupied Mm -hmm. and if I had children I I would teach them like hey right there's a whole world that doesn't revolve around you I loved it in the beginning. I the first month I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I get to see my husband and it be around my daughter. Yeah. Like this is great. But mm-hmm. like a couple months in, I was like, okay, well, I'm <laughs> ready to get the fuck there? out of my house yeah. now. Yeah. Can I go? Because I, I was also like I had my daughter in 2019. Mm-hmm. So like once you're done like pumping and giving your life through your tits all, <laughs> all day, every day. By that time when mm-hmm. COVID came, I was like, I'm ready to get back out in the world. Like, yeah. no, you're not, though. <laughs> yeah. Take another year inside your <laughs> <JK>. house. <laughs> yeah. So like this year after it was like kind of like, I mean, it's still here. But like after it was starting to seem better, mm-hmm. I was like, is this it? Am I going to get to go to like a bar? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Am I ever going to go dancing again? Yeah, I know. (laughs) But they kept, listen, I worked with like the chief of infectious disease of like blah, blah, blah hospital. Mm -hmm. And I remember like three weeks into it, I was like, how long is this going to take? He goes, ooh, years. And I go, excuse me. He goes, he goes, give it a good year. He goes, and things will start to kind of calm down. He goes, but a couple, this is going to be around for years. He goes, but a good year. He was right. So we had a good year of like kind of just like social distancing and stuff Mm -hmm. to me. And like to me, like during the holidays, maybe because I've always worked in jobs like where I worked holidays or every other weekend. To me, like a turkey dinner just like wasn't worth it. Like turkey sucks. Like (laughs) we'll see each other next year. Like I'm not coming to Thanksgiving because I'm mad at like Aunt Suzette. Yeah, yeah. We're not coming because I don't want to give you this virus. Right. Like it's just not worth it to me. But, like, those are things that just, like, everyone, I guess, is different. And, like, I do feel bad about the quarantine because there's a lot of mental health issues. Like, people don't have access to their mental health. They weren't picking up their prescriptions. They weren't seeing their, they weren't seeing their therapist. People need people. Yes. You need to be around people. Children need to yes. be around children. You know, like, my nephew was born in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now the baby's a year. And, like, they get a little bit more comfortable. Like, okay. And, like, I mean, his, his one-year birthday, three days later, the world shuts down. So, I mean, he's awful. not around his friends and his people that they could, like, goo-goo gaga Socialize, with. Socialize, yeah. all that. Mom time. She needs, you know, time with other moms or to go out. You know, there's... Preaching to the yeah. choir over here. <laughs> we had our first date night after having her. Mm-hmm. I think it was October last year. Yeah. Because I wouldn't give her to anyone. Right. Because of COVID. I'm not going to have a stranger come in. Mm-hmm. Also, my mom had major back surgery during COVID, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. It was Memorial Day, actually. She Calming. couldn't walk. Oh. And then like a week and a half later, she's having major back surgery. So yeah. Spinal so stenosis? <sighs> she had a herniated disc Ooh. and they just like. Laminate the knee. 
they had to fuse three of her discs together. She's got a rod in her back now and oh everything. God. Like it was it's it was really bad. She's doing okay now? She's fine now, but like that's my main babysitter. Yeah. You know, for like my whole life. Like yeah. this is this is who you're like I yeah. my grandma was my main babysitter. Like yeah. this is this is who it's gonna be. Yeah. And now it's like, oh actually I can't leave my baby with you because you can't really right. take care of her, which was horrible mentally for me too, mm-hmm. because I'm just like you're mm-hmm. supposed to be able to like <laughs> yeah. not for my like you know not for my mommy time but just for like my yeah. mental health i'm right. like i want you to have that mm-hmm. with her it's like mm-hmm. oh my god covid yeah. covid's the worst it just yeah i mean it hit every i mean b- businesses went out i mean it's sad i mean it is very sad but like to me a life will never there's nothing that will ever I don't want to use the word Trump. Trump the life of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing that will come before a life. So, like, if a business went out, like, that sucks. But, like, someone's mother died. Someone's child died. Like, that's how I thought of it. Like, because, but, and I tried to be, like, empathetic towards others because I saw the worst of the worst. So, I know not everybody saw what we were seeing. Right. So, like, our viewpoint of it was, like, how are you not seeing this? Right. You know, but you're not. So it's, but that's why you're here. That's yeah. why you wanted to come on because you need right. people to know to know what really happened. Mm-hmm. You need you need people to know how many people you really saw mm-hmm. die, how many people you've interacted with before they mm-hmm. died, the priests yeah. that weren't even able to fully, you know, mm-hmm. release their souls into the world. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. Nobody really talks about that. They talk yeah. about quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. oh, it's so horrible. You just sit at home like, right. and get paid. No. Yeah. No. Well, we, thank you. Sure. Thank you for being you. Like, thank oh, you thanks. for being a nurse. <laughs> and course. thank you for still wanting to be a yeah. nurse because that means that you truly do want to help mm-hmm. people and you do yeah. care. You yeah. didn't run away. Like, no, you're still doing it. Still doing it. And I actually was able to work vaccination clinics. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, through my own therapy... Uh, to close the loop and to heal, I vaccinated people. So I felt like every person that I lost as a patient, I was able to vaccinate and help save a life. And I felt like to me, that was my own mental closure. Mm-hmm. And the people who were coming to get the vaccines were so thankful and happy. And they of were course. crying and taking photos and telling me their stories. And of I'm course. like, this like, yay. Like that Thank to God. me was like that. That was like the cherry on top. And like the almond brothers <laughs> which is like the most <laughs> random but like you know saying? like the almond brothers live at massey hall 1971 walking silver sands beach got like, you through at it. sunset was like the only thing that like mentally got me through it that that was like my peace moment and like even now like when i listen to it like it just it brings me back it's like i actually can't really listen to the album anymore which sucks it's so good you will be able to. We'll be, will able, be to. able to. Not right now. <laughs> Not right now. Maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> I could listen to Blue Sky by Almond Brothers and like mm-hmm. Melissa. I could listen to those songs because I don't think those were on. I don't remember. But just very good. You know, you had to get through it. And that's yeah. part of it. So. And that's why it's going to take years also, too, because mm-hmm. not everybody wants to get the vaccine. They think they're being yeah. microchipped. Yeah. When in reality... We've been microchipped for years, <laughs> years. Yeah. No, they don't have. They they want you to pay for your own microchip. They <laughs> yeah. don't want to pay for the microchip they put in you. Yeah. So I mean, if you want to follow me to Target and like the gas station, 
if you want to show me things that I'm going to want to buy, yeah. sure. Sure. Show them to me. I am an advertisement junkie. Let's do it. Yeah. I got that drying rack that goes over your sink like two weeks into <laughs> yeah. COVID because I've been looking at it for years. Yeah. And they're like, hey, remember this? I'm like, yep, this is the time. Dink. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought a, a crochet kit from Amazon because it was did? like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to crochet. And I thought you could just like, it's actually really difficult. It's very hard. Wait, crochet or... I don't know. It's like a wood circle and you put the fabric and then you like do all these like weird knots. Oh. Is it crochet? No, because crochet is like a blanket. It's like a blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very hard. Macrame? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's macrame. No, that's a blanket too. Is it? Whatever it is advertisement i bought See, it these are the things that our grandparents know that we don't because yeah. they've lived through all yeah. my grandma's like i had to make clothes for 27 people and i'm like i'm just trying I'm to do over. a cross stitch like in a piece of fabric <laughs> so i don't have another panic attack like, that's i'm trying to stay away from the benzos like no i'm just deal. like no big deal i'm just trying to stay out of the site today's board. not my heroin day so <laughs> i just want to stitch something that's all i, I want to do i just want to stitch something that's in- so bad no <laughs> <laughs> I took a pottery class. You did? Oh, with the spinning wheel With the thing? spinning wheel. Oh, I've always wanted to do one of those. It is so hard. Is it satisfying in the least bit when you're learning or? No. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> no. You, like, and you'll watch a YouTube video and they're like, ba-da-da. And, like, they're doing all this stuff and, like, making, like, vases, vases. And then you're trying to do it and you're like, mm. You should see the three sad pieces that took me six weeks to make, okay? Oh, six weeks. So this was a long course. Oh, yeah. I mean, I made like a like three little dishes like this, like this tall and this. I couldn't even get the things up. <laughs> they were like, I gave one to my mom for Mother's Day and she's like, this is your mental illness in a craft. I was like, put it on the cabinet. Put it in the cabinet. Put it on the shelf and remember this moment. <laughs> she's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just, are you done with this phase yet yeah, she, are you gonna be doing this forever yeah she might have to listen to COVID forever <laughs> yes you do start pushing them on Dante yeah he's like why do I have these really weird bowls from back in the day yeah. where'd they come yeah. from he'll go to show and tell like hi my aunt one time had three nervous breakdowns <laughs> it was called COVID <laughs> and this is it this is it and she gave me this beautiful gift and I love it like that's because you're my king <laughs> I can't wait for him to oh like, God. I don't know. I just have like, I have like so many things I just like want him to say. Like, I just can't wait. Like, I can't wait to see what type of person she's going to be. Yeah. And that's when you have kids or like when you're an aunt or something, mm-hmm. you're just like, I can't wait to know what, what your side of the story is. Yeah. Like, what do you think about this? Yeah. Do you also think she's really fucking annoying or yeah. do you love her? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, thank you for coming on and sharing sure. the story. It's really nice. It's really nice to hear about it from your perspective. Yeah. Not so nice for you to go through it, but right. <laughs> thank you for going through it for everybody. Sure. You know, thank you for continuing to want to help people. Of course. It's beautiful. Yeah. And if you ever need a mental health day, just let me know. Yeah. I'll come over with some wine. Yeah. We just got legalized, so like, I'll bring you whatever you want if that's your pleasure. That's right. Just, <laughs> then you don't have to. It's no longer criminalized. That's under it. an ounce? Is it under an ounce? Like, it's not criminalized? No, it's not. You can have up to one point five ounces in your possession. I believe Live right your now. Best life. Seriously. Good. Good. So that's the biggest point of it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. If anybody sure. has any questions for mm-hmm. Michelle, feel free to send them on over to me, and I'll direct you in the direction and. Do you have any advice for any new and coming people that want to be nurses? Um, 
just don't ever give up. It's a really difficult process. Not everyone's journey is a straight line. There'll be a lot of doors shut on you. But just if you truly want to be a nurse and like that's your true desire, like nothing will get in your way. Um, it's really a lovely career. Even after a pandemic, um, it's really it is rewarding. It's challenging. It will bring you places that you never thought you'd go. <laughs> There'll be blackheads left for you. <laughs> like if you're lucky enough if you're lucky when you have a sweetheart like mine but you know it's really (laughs) like we honestly we laugh so much at the nurse's station it's such a camaraderie and it's really really a lovely career and you should if you want to do it you if you have any questions you can always message me on instagram if you want to it's fine um any help with COVID issues or like mental health resources you can always contact us and don't ever feel like bad to like reach out like you know, we all had a tough year, no matter if you were at home for two weeks, two days, two years. It was a tough year for everybody. And yeah. we'll, we'll get through. We're going to persevere. Get some vitamin D. Go outside. Yeah. Get some Almond Brothers. That's it. Live it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Sure. Thank Thanks you for, for having me. In. Thanks. And thank all of you for watching. You're the best.